Brian Noonan on 720 WGN. Glad you're with us. A big show planned. Always more fun, of course, when you get involved. 312-981-7200. That's the phone and the text. When you call in, you will be talking to Cody. I can't believe we're back. Goff, he is the executive producer from Rockford, Illinois. If you're nice to him, you get to me. That's how it works. You can also stay in touch with us via social media, Facebook and Twitter. It's Brian Noonan Show. There you go. Uh, yeah, we're starting a little bit early uh, due to uh, Northwestern basketball. Go Cats. Congratulations to the Cats for beating the Illini today. Very, very exciting. And uh, we're only here till 6.30 instead of 7. So we're starting a little early. We're ending a little early because Blackhawks hockey will come your way here on WGN. Chris Bowden has your pregame starting at 6.30 in advance of the puck drop and the call by John and Troy. So that'll be fun. Now, you may be thinking, hey, uh, Brian, I don't know if you heard there's a big football game in town starting in about an hour. Exactly an hour from now, kickoff, Bears, Eagles, the big uh, wild card playoff game. I know Cody was not sure what was happening today. He thought there was rugby at Soldier Field or perhaps a cricket, uh, cricket a lacrosse match. But uh, no, it is uh, the Bears. So we will be talking to Kevin Powell from uh, the Sports Anchor for the Afternoon Show here on WGN. He will uh, be joining us from Soldier Field in about 10 minutes. And then uh, we are hoping... To hear from either Hamp or OB, because if you're used to listening uh, to the Hamp and OB show with Kaz and uh, Carmen after the uh, Bears game, they will be on the stream starting at 6.30, so, uh, or no, 7 o'clock. They'll be on starting at 7 o'clock, so you can listen to uh, that fine post-game program on the stream at WGNRadio.com. So we'll, uh, we'll be talking a little bit of Bears, of course we will, because, let's be honest, uh, we've, heard, we've been talking about Ed Burke all weekend. We've been talking about the alleged shakedown of the restaurateurs. We've been talking about the $10,000 campaign contribution that allegedly went to Tony Preckwinkle and then was maybe returned. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe part of it was returned. We don't know. So we've been talking about that all weekend. Let's turn our attention to a good story, and that's the Bears being in the playoffs for the first time since. When did you say the last time they were in the playoffs, Cody? 1903. 1903, the last time. Right. And now people are going to be texting it. Are you really that stupid? Well, yeah, we're really that stupid, but we know it's been 10 years since, uh, you know, or eight years since the playoffs. Eight years since the last playoff game. Ten rounding Bears. up, it's fine. I like to I like to round up, but, uh, you know, people don't let... People are very... People who can't keep their checkbook balance get very upset if you make a an error in a sports number. Sure. So we don't want to anger anybody. It's uh, the official end of... The official end of the holidays. Tomorrow, everybody's back at work. Because, you know... With New Year's falling on Tuesday, some people went back to work Wednesday, some people uh, went back to work Thursday, other people went, well, I'm not coming back for one day, so they didn't go back to work at all last week. And uh, now, tomorrow, everybody's back. Got school tomorrow, Cody, very exciting. Uh, back uh, Back to seeing what's going on there. I've got fourth grade tomorrow after a... Our big winter break here. You graduated to fourth grade. Going from second to fourth, which is always exciting. Uh, did you have a, a lovely holiday? Now, I've been here a lot over the last couple weeks, so people, I've I've talked about what, what was going on during the holidays. Did you have a nice holiday? Nice Rockford Christmas. Yes. Is it a beautiful Christmas in Rockford? It was nice once I got done with the regional bus. Dun, dun, dun. Why would you? Why? Why? We've been over a decade 
I've been chastising you. You're a grown man. Why do you take the regional bus? Because I don't have a car. I haven't had a car in 11 years. You rent a car. I'm a millennial, Brian. Rent a car. No, I don't have, have a Get a zip car. Nah. One of those, don't they have those in your neighborhood, the zip car? hourly or something. I don't know if that would be. All right. Well, you can rent a car for, you know, a little, you know, a few bucks. Here's what happened. I had a Hertz Gold Plus membership. Because I had a corporate card on my account from my last job. I used to work at a consulting firm. Yeah. And that hurts gold plus, let me tell you. I got the cheapest cars. I got all the upgrades. Nice. It was incredible. There was one lady at the front desk who who had never, she had just started. She'd never seen the Hertz Gold. She goes, okay, and do you want, oh my gosh, this comes with your, okay, never mind. Do you want this? Oh, wait, that's included too. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. What kind of benefits would you get? Just, you'd get car upgrades. You wouldn't have to pay really? an extra surcharge on fuel. Uh, I got a scratch on a hubcap when I was traveling one time, and the guy comes over and he's like, well, I got a scratch on the hubcap. That should be about 600 bucks. Oh, but you got insurance included, so I guess we'll waive that. Ha jerks. Seriously, since that corporate card expired, I like, can't go back to the car rental place. It's so bougie. I'm the worst. Yeah, you, you could go back. You choose not to. Yeah, then I got it. So you would rather, you would rather, instead of spending the money on a rental car, which would give you freedom up in Rockford, uh, maybe to run out to Beefaroo or to a CVS to pick up Christmas gifts, anything you needed to do in Rockford, you could do if you rented a car. Instead, you deem it uh, a better move to get on a regional bus filled with people who need to take the regional bus and uh, ride that public transport up to Rockford. Once you've seen how green the grass is on the other side, Brian, I just can't go back. So I just go all so, the way to the bottom. I was going to say, so you dig yourself a hole and lay in it? Yep. That's horrific. Tunnel my what way to Rockford. What, I can only imagine what, uh, what happened on the bus this time. Was there uh, people doing heroin? Was there uh, guys with knives? What, what was going on? I uh, picture a lot of unattended infants screaming. Like people put the kids on the bus and then drive themselves to Rockford so they don't have to listen to the kids yammering in the car. No, 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 no. On the on the regional bus to Rockford, they put the kids in the overhead storage. Is that right? Yeah, that's probably best. Then they don't make as much sound. Ugh, it just sounds it sounds so horrible. It was actually not bad because they had overbooked, so they had two buses. So we get on the <laughs> second one, and there's like eight people on oh, the second one. Oh man, it's great. We have overbooked the bus. Yeah, that just means more stink per square inch. <laughs> There's good. Oh, I wasn't man. on that one though. Does, you were on the less full bus. Yeah. Now, did the, the less full bus leave later because they were waiting to see if any more uh, transients needed a ride to Rockford? Not like ten minutes. All right. Yeah. There's a bathroom on those buses, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Uh, you don't use those, do you? You know what would be nice? Huh. A train. Trains are nice. That'd be really nice. Train to Rockford. Yeah. Sure. Why not? You know what else would be nice? Rent a car. <laughs> 90 minutes drive, 90 miles. It's a little over an hour drive. Beautiful drive. You get on the tollway, zoom. Maybe you stop at the, is the Belvedere Oasis still there? Yes. Yeah, sure. You stop at the Oasis. You swing off. A lot of beautiful exits around uh, around Rockford. You the get Oasis off, get is yourself like something. 10 minutes from Rockford. <laughs> at right, that well, point, you're pretty much there. Well, then you're there. Then you get, you know, maybe you stop somewhere else. But it's a beautiful drive. Yeah, no, I'm good. Okay. I played Smash Brothers the whole time. That was my highlight. Your story gets worse and worse. Brian, the new Smash... We talked about this on our we web-exclusive podcasts. That we ended up not having to do because we had a show. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Look, I got my Nintendo Switch. You can play it on the go. I played an hour and a half of Smash Brothers. I was very content. Really? Very content. Very nice. The kids were screaming up in the overhead storage bins. It was lovely. Everybody was boo-hooing? Yeah. All right. That's well, what kids do. They boo-hoo. I don't know. Don't you? 
I, of course I do. All right, listen, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Kevin Powell, uh, the afternoon sports host. He's on with Rokan every day. He is at Soldier Field. He is going to uh, update us on any uh, injury situa- situations. He's going to give us the vibe of Soldier Field. Yes, we're going to talk a little Bears because it's playoff time. Oh, we also have to find out what channel it's on, if it's on Fox or something else. Not that I'm going to put it on the TVs here and pay no attention to the show, but I'm going to put it on here and pay no attention to the show. I couldn't die. couldn't be more excited. It's a good day for football, too. It's not too cold. Uh, you know, it seems like it'll be a, a good day to be out there. I'm predicting a Bears win. I'm going to go uh, 28-24. Bears over the Eagles. 28-24. Mark it down. That is my prediction. Bears coming out on top, and then they will uh, head out to take on the Rams. Am I getting ahead of myself? Sure, probably. But, uh, you know, you got to get the Bears fever. Isn't that, isn't that right, Kevin Powell, afternoon uh, sports anchor on the Rocon Show with Andrew Devlantes? <laughs> that is exactly right. The, uh, the tailgate lots are packed, Brian. You can feel it. Just driving through the city today, you see everybody in their Bears hats, their Bears sweatshirts. And really, it's been like that for this whole season, but especially today and uh, over the weekend. You can... Uh, I'm just looking at the Waldron deck right now in the south lot, and it's absolutely jam-packed. I was over there for a little bit checking it out uh, before the game. So it's uh, it's a fun scene here for sure. It's got to be. Now, I would imagine I never thought the Bears would be in this position this year. I thought, well, the turnaround is coming. It may start. Are you as surprised as just about everybody else that things have gone the way they did this year? Yeah, well, you know, I think the big turning point is the Khalil Mack trade. I really yeah. do. I mean, I think a lot of people had us pegged, had this team pegged at about eight and eight, seven and nine, around five hundred. You could sense things were going in the right direction. You got a quarterback that a lot of people, I think, believe can be a franchise quarterback or at least has that upside. Obviously, we need to see more consistency out of him. Um, but there was definitely some hope among Bears fans and this franchise. But, man, when they pulled off that trade, I think Bears fans are still pitching themselves. Just cannot believe that they got a prime player, an all-pro pass rusher, yeah. out, out, outside of the quarterback spot, the most important spot on the field. So um, I think that was the big turning point. It gave them a lot of momentum. Yeah, it was definitely one of those things because the Bears have always been built around defense and all of a sudden you add Khalil Mack to a defense that was already in pretty good shape after last season and now you you're back in the elite status and bringing the kind of excitement to this team that fans have been waiting for for a long time yeah yeah but Brian I know you've been a Bears fan your whole life it's just doesn't it sort of feel a little different when they have a dominant defense I think Bears Bears fans get even a little bit more excited um, when they do have a dominant defense. And, yeah, as you said, they, look, this is a top-ten defense last year, as, as they've mentioned many times. Yeah. Outside of Khalil Mack, it's just top to bottom. you got playmaker after playmaker after playmaker, and they've had those takeaways most in the NFL. I mean, you can look at category after category, stat after stat. They're on the top of the top of the league. They've been just so much fun to watch, um, and I think that's why it's it felt like a month since they played. I think everyone has just been anxiously waiting. For, for this game to arrive, I saw the clock said 60 minutes until kickoff, and everybody starts cheering. I'm like, really? An hour? It's going to feel like five hours. No, it's going to seem like all day. Football. I can't. I can't wait. I know it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. But I'm watching. Fans are starting to pile in here. It's just a sea of orange and blue making their way into Soldier. Well, there was a lot of a lot of press about get in early because it's going to be tight through security. So, uh, fans, if you're if you're in the parking lot and you're listening, get in. It's time to go in. Start packing up. No. Put the coals away. Go in. Let's go back to the defense because uh, top to bottom, as you said, things are things are good. There's still uh, worry about Eddie Jackson, who is questionable. Any new news on uh, Eddie Jackson today? Well, 
Well, the good news is he's active, which means he'll be on the sideline. We'll see how much he plays. But um, obviously dealing with a little bit of an injury, I I think we'll probably see him on the field. One other significant injury, uh, Brian, that popped up this week, and I think a lot of us kind of scratch our heads. We're not exactly sure what happened. Is tight end Trey Burton? Yeah, is inactive today. He will not be playing. So that's um, it's not a, it's not a horrible blow, but it's significant. Trey Burton, they use him a lot on, on uh, goal line situations. He's been effective in the past game, and a and a tight end is always good for a quarterback. So Trey Burton mm-hmm. out. We're not exactly sure what happened. I guess it's a groin injury, but that popped up uh, just yesterday. And so it, they, um, they announced it so late. That's that was the other odd thing because usually yeah. you'll hear you'll hear these things early, and Saturdays. Correct. They just do a walkthrough and a dance party. So there's not, you know, not a lot of contact, not a big practice yesterday. I hope he didn't uh, try to do the splits at the dance party and hurt himself. Yeah. A little club dub too early yeah. for Trey Burton, maybe. Yeah, you can't you can't we'll club see. dub till after the dub. You can't. You That's gotta right. wait. That's right. Yeah. So we'll see. That it's a blow, not a not a not a uh, death sentence by any means. But uh, that one pops up this weekend. But overall, they're they're. Yeah, that's another thing that we can't overlook. They've been really fortunate in the health department. I know Trubisky yeah. missed a couple of games, but if you look at a regular NFL team and the amount of injuries that pile up, look, we, we know here in Chicago the past few years, yeah. this has been the most injured team in, in football. And yes. this year, it really hasn't been the case. They've been pretty fortunate um, on the injury front. So I think you got to take advantage of that. you got to take advantage of some of these. I don't necessarily want to call them lucky bounces with all these takeaways because they've earned a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get 36 takeaways, that's that's pretty wild. So you want to take advantage of all that. you got a home game here. The city's buzzing. Take care of business here against the Eagles. So I know you've been out. You were ill the last couple of days. It sounds like your your voice is back, which is good news. Um, but you've been <laughs> yeah. following along. Everybody's, and you mentioned this before, people think that Trubisky can be the franchise quarterback. Well, this is his first yeah. playoff game. And uh, all the... You know, all the talk that, well, you know, last week in in Minnesota had the same atmosphere as a playoff. It may have had the same atmosphere, but it wasn't a playoff game. Uh, right. And every time he's had a bad game, he, he has said it's because he tried to do too much. He got too amped up. These are his words. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is happening now with Matt Nagy to, mm-hmm. to try to, you know, get Mitch to, you know, just you be you, man. Just uh, just chill. Yeah, that's one of the things I really like about Matt Nagy is that he's not afraid to adapt or change. You know, if the game plan doesn't work, he's willing to change things up. And, you know, Trubisky came out against the Rams in primetime, threw a few picks, did not look great. And he admitted he was a little little, uh, little nervous, a little amped up. And Matt Nagy says, look, we were probably a little too aggressive early on. And then he come out against the Packers, and they've got this great game plan with short, crisp passes for Trubisky, and he looks sharp, and he had a great game. So I think you'll, you'll see Nagy just trying to find a way to get Trubisky in rhythm early. I think that's key. Get the confidence going early for Trubisky. You can kind of always tell what kind of game he's going to have based off the start of a game. So I think we'll learn a lot in the first quarter with Mitch Trubisky. But I expect uh, negative game plan something to get Trubisky comfortable. Obviously, the running game will always help that. So, Well, it's going to be exciting. You want to make a prediction? I think Bears win 24-20. Oh, 24-20. All right. Well, yes. we'll be listening to you guys. I know uh, tomorrow you and Roe and everybody will be talking yeah. a lot of Bears in the afternoon, What, whatever Hopefully happens. Victory Monday. Let's yeah. hope so. Let's hope so. Well, enjoy the game, Kevin. Good to hear your voice back, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for taking a few minutes. Thanks so much, Brian. I really appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. That's Kevin Powell. You hear him every afternoon doing sports with Rokan and Anna Devlantes. And uh, he's, at, he's at the game. We're here, Cody. He's at the game. Uh, we'll talk a little more Bears in the next half hour. Hopefully uh, we will hear from either Hamp or OB. We'll see what happens. 
we play it by ear here on WGN. Everybody's getting all worked up about the Bears game. I can't, uh, I can't believe it. Pam, are you watching it in the newsroom? I know you'll, uh, even though you're not feeling well, I know you're going to be working on the news, obviously, but are you going to have it on in there? But the game is important. You should have saw me with Northwestern one like earlier. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I was like, oh, where is my purple wig? (laughs) Why did I leave it at home today? But that's probably why they won. You know, if I get overexcited about something, usually the team I want to win doesn't win. So I'm not overly excited about the Bears. You'll see I have a blue sweatshirt on. I don't Okay. I'm not sporting any orange anywhere, yep. but it's obvious. I know I'm supposed to be unbiased, right? <laughs> no, Whatever. not for this. Whatever. This is, <laughs> I think if, if you're reporting the news, that's fine. But when you're reporting on sports, it's okay. As long as yeah. you're not sitting, I know... Everybody knows where my loyalty is. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> and, and with sports, it doesn't. you're expected to be to support your home team. That's right. You know? that's if right. you were trying to be unbiased, we'd be like, where are you from? What's going on? Right, this doesn't right. uh, it doesn't seem oh, right yeah. at all. So yeah, I I chose not to wear Bears stuff today because one, I think everybody is wearing their Bears stuff today. I did wear my Bears uh, like stocking cap, so when I was walking down the street, I was repping the Bears. Okay, there you go. But uh, and I still, you know, I'm I have the game. I'll, I will have the game on in here, so I have to uh, I have to keep up. But people get people are excited, and I'm wondering if you are as excited. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. That's the phone. That's the text. Uh, I'm one of these guys now. Uh, my brothers are at the game. They're season ticket holders. I would much rather, and I know this sounds this may sound strange to some of you. I would rather watch a game like this at home. Uh, because one, I'm lazy, and two, I like the creature comforts of my basement rather than being there. Now, I I have been to big games before. The last time the uh, Bears went to the Super Bowl, when they won the division at Soldier Field, I was fortunate enough to be at that game, and there is nothing like the environment at Soldier Field during a regular game, but a big game, too. That's why I can't imagine what's going on Less than a mile from where we sit. It's so close. Especially with this weather like we're having yes. right now. Because a lot of times, I mean, Bears fans are some diehard you know, oh, yeah. people. I mean, some rugged. <laughs> oh, I know. willing to go out there in any kind of weather. But you see the look on their faces is different today than if it had been, you know, 30 below. Right. You know what I it's mean? Been, Everybody's I mean, a little bit happier about being there. That game was so cold. It was, you're miserable. No matter how much you love your team, when it's that cold, sitting on the lake and your beer is freezing in the cup and you're just, no matter how many layers you've worn, uh, one, you have to wear so many layers you, you can't squeeze into the chair anymore or the seat. And then you're just, you know, you're there for hours. And it's just, oh, uh, and you've been tailgating and you're just freezing. And not sitting in that seat is a good thing because it's so cold. I mean, yes. cold butt is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I mean, I got in my sister's car over the past week and, you know, she has these heated seats. I don't oh, know I anything those. about these luxuries. Oh, I don't like them. You don't? I don't like hot butt. Yeah, I'm sorry. but when you come out in the morning and it's below zero or it's uh, below freezing and you can turn that on just mm. low to start, oh, man. I guess. Man, it all feels too hot to me. I'm like, ew, really? No. <laughs> well, if you have it up too high, then you start, you know, yeah. then it's like your yeah. your butt's okay. on one of those rollers at the 7-Eleven that they have the hot dogs on. Yeah. But, but no other, chance of that at the Bears game today. No, it's going to be I'll fantastic. I'll turn it back around for you. <laughs> no, it's going to be fantastic. I'm uh, I'm very excited. Uh, very excited for everybody who gets to be there. Very excited for Cody because his team... Uh, went home this year i'm going to talk a little smack cody that's uh i know you don't really get invested so it's no fun to talk smack to you because you don't care even though you are a packers fan you're just like oh yeah whatever you you gotta you gotta amp up the uh the feelings make it make it fun for people to mock you you mean you make it no fun for to get into a sports argument with you because you one you don't care about it which is fine uh 
And then, and you don't know about it because you don't care about it. So it's like, oh, I can't even give Cody a hard time today. Yeah, I never do anything to make it easy to mock me on this show. Well, you do for everything else. Everything right. else, it's a piece of cake. I mean, you know, do you know what I'm literally watching right now instead of the playoff game? Is, is it a, Duck Soup on Channel 9? No. Dean Richards doing Family Classics? It's awesome games done quick. It's a seven-day, 24-hour speedrun video game marathon on Twitch TV. I didn't even know that. I, I don't know any of those words. Yeah, exactly. So there's Twi- plenty for you to make Twitch fun of. Is Twitch a channel? Twitch t- Twitch.tv is a streaming channel that YouTube bought a few years ago. They mostly How? stream video games. Have you? Did you see the story today about the Swedish team of gamers? They're all o- over sixty. That are uh, they compete in these big tournaments and they're crediting it with helping them stay young. No way. Yes, it's a Swedish team. Again, everybody's over sixty, and I'm like, wow. You know. I have zero interest in video games, and I'm nowhere near 60. Well, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not over 60, uh, but I, I thought it was great. I guess everybody, you know, it helps with their eye-hand coordination. It helps keep their minds limber. It, it, it does all sorts of things. So you never know, Cody. In another 10 years or so, we may be gaming together. When my granddad was in his 80s, he was on his retirement home's Wii Bowling League. Really? Because all you have to do is pick up That's the Wii right. remote. It's like, it's six ounces or whatever. We did Wii Bowling on uh, New Year's Eve. Really? Yep. This w- year? Yep. Just last week, we went home, or a couple days ago, we went home, I went home after the show, and uh, we had been trying to, it's a long story, but I'll make it quick. We had been trying to find Indian food. Molly wanted Indian food, and Debbie wanted Indian food for New Year's Eve. And I was like, okay, so there's one place not too far from us. And uh, we had called the week before, and they're like, oh, we're very booked, but we'll call you if we get uh, if we have an opening. Well, they never called, and then Debbie tried calling back. There was no answer. It was like, okay, so Indian food was out for New Year's Eve. Uh, so I get a text as I'm leaving. We're getting pizza. <clears throat> okay. I come home. Uh, they're, you know, they get home a couple minutes later with the pizza and the salad. We have Malnati's, which was terrific. Uh and then they're like, let's go down and play, you know, play video game or play, do bowling. I was like, all right. So they had been, I guess Debbie and Molly had been bowling a couple other days when I was here. Uh, so they were all gung-ho. Nice. Uh, so I was, you know, I was sandbagged. But I did win the first game. Nice. And then I went consistently downhill. But we, uh, yeah, did that and then watched uh, some movies. It was very uneventful. Yeah. Yeah, that's how New Year's Eve is. You were probably out partying, doing all sorts of craziness. I was in multiple parties. It was pretty multiple crazy. Multiple parties. Yeah. That sounds, ugh, I couldn't sound anything worse to me. (laughs) Going to one party sounds horrible. Going to multiple parties sounds, multiply the horrible by however many parties you went to. Right. Three or four. Was it good? See, all these these house parties, BYO, so you have to bring your own stuff everywhere you go to these house parties, because I'm old school, and I figure if I'm hosting a party, I'm going to supply stuff. That doesn't seem to be the case, because I've noticed, I've been invited to a couple parties uh, via Facebook. And everybody's like, every invitation says the same thing. Feel free to bring what you like to drink and then something to share. I'm like, well, you're not really having a party then. Yeah. You're asking me to go grocery shopping for your house. And that's, that doesn't seem right. And I understand, listen, I, I understand that people are not made of money, you know. So, okay, then you don't, maybe you don't have a party. Maybe you have a small gathering of a couple friends. Yeah. And people always bring stuff anyway. Most people who are not uh, derelicts will offer to bring a little something, whether it's something to drink or an appetizer. They'll bring something to the party anyway. But when you basically say, hey, you know what we're supplying? Chairs. That That's not really a party. I did bring stuff. I, yeah, I think if 
if it's last minute and somebody says, hey, what are you up to tonight? And we're like, oh, you can swing by our place. We're not really doing a lot. We've got whiskey and rum, but if you want any mixers or yes. you want you want to bring some beer. I mean, and we live across right by a 7-Eleven. Yes, you do. I mean, we're, and there's a liquor store across the street. And Although Malnati's right downstairs. There you is. got everything. Although and I, this does not mean to turn into two plugs for Malnati's, but it just, it just <laughs> happened to. I mean, it's delicious. Now, I will say I hate that liquor store, though. You know how much really? they're selling a bottle of uh, Bourbon County Stout for? It should be about 15 bucks. Try 34 for one bottle of Bourbon County Stout. Just I'm, the I'm regular not just the regular Bourbon County Stout. Regular not Bourbon the County Stout. Proprietors, not anything not like proprietors, that. Not proprietors. No, they don't have any other varieties. They only have original Bourbon County Stout and it's 30 it's like 35 bucks, literally. See, see what our man Rick Geezer wants. He's, uh, he's wiping his mouth. He's had some meatballs, I can tell. He's ready to go. Uh, so we're waiting I'm waiting the official word. Oh, okay. We're gonna we'll take a break then, and we'll talk more about the parties. But uh, the great Ed Obradovich will join us in just a minute. We'll preview what's going on uh, there. But so anyway, you're you're kind of like me. Uh, I agree with that part. If if somebody calls and you go, hey, we're just you know we're just hanging out. If you want to come over, that's cool. Then then you're not expected to do stuff. Or if you're going to watch the game, hey, what are you doing? Well, we're watching the game. If you want to come by. Uh, yeah, and then you can decide when you get there if you want to order something, or you you know most got people bring a six pack or you know some pop or whatever. But yeah, you know, to to say you're hosting a party and then supplying nothing but the oxygen in your apartment, eh, not really good. Most of the parties I was invited to supplied, so not all yeah. m- us millennials are that bad. Were you all dressed up? Were you gussied up? I didn't do that. No, you didn't wear a tuxedo or something. No, <laughs> no, no. I I don't remember if I got it. Somebody left one at WG. I don't know where I got this, but I have this tight fitted zip up sweater that looks like a Nutella jar. Oh I have my no, goodness. I think I got it at Tribune when we were moving out or something. Somebody had left it. I don't know what happened. Uh, okay. But I have this really it looks, it looks like a like a racing like a race car jacket, but it's got a giant Nutella logo. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> I wore it, not a person commented on it. I'm like, this is the most outrageous thing I own. Well, okay, that's not true at all. Right. This is one of the most outrageous things in my front closet specifically. And uh, not a comment. That's weird. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to Ed Obradovich, and uh, we'll see what he thinks the Bears' chances are today against the Eagles. We'll do all of that. Yeah, it's a little a little more sports-heavy than we usually are, but why not? The Bears are in the playoffs again. First time in a long time. It's WGN. Cody, are you, are you, have you about had enough sports talk today? Mm, you know, I'm not sure. I'm watching Rob the Robot uh, speed run uh, Mario Kart DS mm-hmm. on the Speed Demos archive on <laughs> Twitch.tv. I have enjoyed watching people dust off uh, dust off all their old Bears gear because last year people were too ashamed to wear it uh, the last few years, so they've been bringing it out. Yesterday we were in Costco and there were piles and piles of newly minted Bears sweatshirts uh, that, of course, these were not the... Uh, let's say, not officially licensed. That would probably be a fair way to assess it because uh, we got one, and Debbie was going to wear it today, and it was about three sizes smaller than the size on the tag. I was like, hmm, well, that's what you get when you're, <laughs> you know. Sometimes sometimes you can find uh, the officially licensed stuff, you know, at, at one of the big discount retailers, the warehouse clubs. A lot of times you can. This time was not one of those times. And I was like, oh, no, she was very sad. You know, I can I can appreciate and get into the excitement around it. And I've never been really staunchly anti-Bears. Cause I no, guess, I know you're not anti-Bears. Because I guess the rivalry never seemed that real to me because there weren't that many 
close games in the last like 10 15 years no you know what i mean i mean like it's usually kind of been a blowout one way or the other i always sure. hated the vikings okay i never liked the vikings i saw one game there and i saw i actually the only live nfl game i've been to is at the viking stadium oh really I saw one the old one um in the dome when they were in the, the yeah in the dome oh the dome was the worst place on the planet to see a sporting event. Was it horrible? What was so horrible? Bad. Well, one if you were if you were there to see baseball, anytime there was a pop up, you lost the ball in the white parachute roof uh-huh. of the dome. Uh, the acoustics were bad. The lines were bad. I've seen both. I had seen both football and baseball in that uh, that arena, and I didn't like it. Uh, I was like nineteen, so I didn't know yeah. the difference. But I saw one fight break out, and it was between Vikings fans. All right. Kind of One's funny. between Vikings fans? Yeah, and Vikings fans. Not not even between Viking and Packers. It was a Packers-Vikings game. No one cared about the Packers fans. The Viking fans just fought each other. All right. Joining me in studio now, the great number 99, Dan Hampton. Uh, you'll be hearing he and Ed Obradovich after the game on the stream, the Hampton OB Show with Kaz. Big day, Hamp. Everybody's uh, Everybody's all jacked up as they should be. You know, it, it truly, <laughs> except it, for you. Yeah, well, the traffic's jacked up, the city's jacked up. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, hey, it's playoff fever. Everybody is, uh, well, we, we've waited for this a long time. You know, yeah. every year at Christmas is a big deal, but you only you wait one year. We've waited eight years, not only to get in the playoffs, but now we have one at home, and uh, it, it, it'll be a, a, a grand occasion. Now, as you know, Noonan, that uh, you know there is uh, a certain undercurrent of Murphy's Law. Yes. You know, Everybody, you know, I'm listening to uh, different radio and television reports, and everybody's like, oh, you know, the Bears are the, the biggest favorite, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? The Eagles have won the last five games. Then they Foles won last year's Super Bowl. <laughs> as an underdog. So I'm starting to say, where's Murphy at? Don't let him blow into town. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a big game. The... You know, we don't know the status of Eddie Jackson. Right. He is a difference maker. He has the ability to, uh, you know, to, to make game changing plays. If he doesn't play, that's a big, a big loss. But, how do they adjust to that? Because Foles goes can go deep a lot, and Alshon Jeffrey loves to go deep. So how do they how do they make up for Eddie Jackson if he's not in as much? Well, and you know, the the easy answer is pass rush. Right. You know, the deeper the the pass route, the the more time. That has to be, uh, you know, afforded the quarterback. So a pass rush is, uh, it, it'll be the secret to the win. Uh, if, if indeed, you know, we can make things happen. But the, the one other part about this about injury was the mysterious unavailability yes. of Trey Burton, the tight end that we signed from the Eagles that the last two weeks of the season, he was the number one receiver right. for uh, Mitchell Trubisky with five catches in each one of those games. And, and he is, well, would you call it the security blanket for mm-hmm. a young quarterback? So if he is unavailable, that's not a good thing. But all things considered, we are still at home with the number one ranked defense on the planet, and that has to account for an awful lot. Now, early in the season, you and OB both were questioning the Bears, to, wanted, to, put, it, to put it lightly. To, we, we needed validation. Right. So what's been your biggest, what do you think has been the biggest turnaround? What's been your biggest surprise as the season has gone on to get to this point? Okay. The, uh, the big, the, the big uh, spot in the season where... We all basically sat up in our chairs and said, wait a minute, there's something special here about this team. Yeah. Our quarterback throws three interceptions on a big matchup against the Rams, and yet we not only win, we, we blow right. them out. Yeah. So that tells you that 
the team is a very good team. When your quarterback can, you know, can have a really you, bad day, and yet you still, you know, flourish. Uh, 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 this is a great story. N- n- the Giant game. A lot of people remembered in 1985. I-, I never watched the film because, you know, we went on to the Rams and blah, blah, blah. I watched the film about 10 years ago. And then Brian, l- l- this is the most amazing thing. I watched this. It was a cold g- game against the Giants. McMahon was horrible. Walter didn't have a great day. I was horrible. I had a bad day. And Singletary had a bad day. But guess what? <laughs> Three won. Hall of Famers and your starting quarterback play bad, and yet we kill them. Yeah. That tells you it's a great team, not right. just a compilation of you know different uh, good players. It is a great team. And... You know, there's a there's a certain uh, what would you call it uh, undergirding of this football team that all year long these players have been able to not only become more emboldened and more confident, yep. but they've got a swagger now, and they yeah. know it's nice to see, isn't it? It is, and you know, like the validation. They only needed to go two and two down the stretch to win the division. Right? They went four and zero. Yeah. In the last game in Minnesota, our quarterback started making progress and strides and and looking off you know of uh coverages and you know going from first to second to third read a lot of good things started happening last week if we can continue that today it's going to be great news for bear fans all right real quick before i let you go hamp what do you think Nagy is saying to mitch now because every time mitch has had a bad day he said it's because I was trying to do too much. I was trying to make these big plays. So what do you think Matt Nagy is saying to him before this game to keep him in his zone? Don't do it. Don't act like you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're the second coming of Joe Montana. Just stay within yourself in the offensive confines. Matt Nagy has done a great job of camouflaging his you know weaknesses and liabilities. Yeah. If he stays within the system, and you know what? Guess what? If the first read's not there, the second, then you know, make a play, right. run the ball, whatever. And he's done a, a, a pretty damn good job of that all year. But at the end of the day, Trubisky is not the guy that will win the game, but it's he could lose it. So you know, we got to make sure he stays, you know, composed and doesn't try to get a little uh, crazy and. Tries to look yeah. like Patrick Mahomes or somebody. Sounds good. We'll be listening after the game. UNOB uh, wrapping things up. Hopefully a Bears victory. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Thanks, Hamp. Thank you so much, Noonan. Always good to talk to you. That's the great Dan Hampton. You can listen to uh, the Hamp and OB show with Kaz on the stream starting at 7 o'clock. Go to WGNRadio.com. Make sure you are tuned in and listening to the coverage. Hopefully they will be talking about a big Bears win and a trip to the Rams. Where is the line between treat... Take two. Fix that Where in editing. Where is the line, Brian? Where's the line? Uh, we'll fix that in editing because this is just a dress rehearsal, right? Because we're not really on again. This is just one of our uh, podcasts. 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 This on is... demand. Not true. We are live and local. Uh, where's the line between cheating and just uh, playing to your advantage? That is the question that is being bandied about because a high school basketball team in Missouri is being taken to task for what some people are calling cheating, myself among them. Uh, If you haven't heard this story, I know John was talking about it the other day. The uh, team of... The team at the uh, Dora High School, Dora High School in uh, Missouri, was playing a game the other night. And on this team, there are triplets. Brothers. Look exactly alike. It's like the Patty Duke show, only with guys, and there's three of them, not just two. Here's another interesting wrinkle to this story. Not only triplets on the basketball team, hey, guess what? Their dad's the coach, okay? 
So one of the brothers gets fouled. He's over in the corner. He gets fouled. As he walks to the free throw line, he's met by uh, somebody who looks amazingly like him. They talk for a second. Uh, The kid who was fouled goes back to the bench. Now the other brother shoots the free throws. And you might think to yourself, well, the ref probably caught that, right? And chastised him. Nope. You're probably thinking, well, of course, then somebody from the other team saw them, right? Nope. Nobody saw it until after the video was released. And then people were all up in arms. Like, Wait a minute. Hold on. What? How could this possibly be? Well, it was, and you didn't catch it. So now there's been all kinds of uproar. The other team, uh, the, and I know you're going to think I'm making this up, but I am not. Uh, Licking High School is who Dora was playing. So Dora the Explorer was playing Licking. and Not Dora the Explorer, just uh, Dora High School. Uh, but wouldn't it be great if their mascot was the Explorers? That would be hilarious. And no matter if you were on the basketball team, football team, baseball team, bowling team, you had to carry a little backpack, and you had a stuffed fox that went uh, that was your nemesis. Anyway, so people on the Licking team were like, hey, this is, this is wrong, this is cheating. One of the parents um, said nobody noticed, and... Uh, he said he thought the maneuver was cheating and there should be some blame on both the coaches and the referees. The ref should have caught it, he said, but I also think the coach planned it out and the boys knew what was going on too. It's upsetting the integrity of the sport. Now, as you can imagine, the internet is rife with opinions. A lot of people saying that, yes, this is in fact cheating. Other people are saying, hey, why? No, 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 no. If you can use your advantage to best the other team, then good for you. People are calling it a genius move. For his part, the father uh, of the boy says, uh, the father of the player and the coach of the team says, no, we didn't plan ahead. That was not uh, that, was, that was not the case at all. We didn't plan it. Uh, if we did, we didn't do it pretty good because we got caught. Uh, that's kind of a, I'm paraphrasing that part. But, uh, the two free throws they're talking about, he said, uh, we went uh, one for four shooting those free throws, and we won by two. So if we had, uh, if we were going to do it, I'm guessing is his theory, we would have done it better. Now the the high school, the uh, high school athletic association in Missouri, has come out and said, well, you know, it's not really, not really against the rules. We haven't really, we haven't really figured out. The Missouri State High School Activities Association is looking at the video. Uh, They admitted there isn't much they can do. It would be a technical foul if it was caught during the game. But now that the game is over, there's that's it. The only provision they have for changing the result of a game is if a player is ruled ineligible, not incorrectly swapping at the free throw line. 312-981-7200. I will be shocked if anyone says this is not cheating. Because it's very clear that this is cheating. If you have, you know, if you have two people that look alike and all of a sudden you flip them around because uh, number three shoots better free throws than number two and nobody catches it, I guess you could argue, hey, man, we got away with it. It's the ref's fault and the other team's fault for not catching it. Well, sure, you could say that, but does that negate the fact that you are a cheater? And we all know that cheaters never prosper. I, uh, Cody, I don't, uh, I'm hoping that you, uh, you are of the same mindset, but I'll let you answer the phones. 312-981-7200, and then Cody will weigh in. But uh, this is something we're all taught, we're all taught as a kid, right? 
We are all taught that you play fair. You do your best. Now, uh, there's a difference, and somebody points as somebody from the 708 texted in. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, the team has far surpassed just taking advantage of a bad call. Other parents say this happens frequently, if not all the time. These boys and their father do this repeatedly, definitely cheating, and a really poor way to teach raised children. That from Carol. Yeah, it sets, a, it sets a horrible example because your kids then think that they can cheat. The rest of the kids on the team think that cheating is okay, and... If this has happened so much, now they they have not, um, I haven't read that this is an ongoing thing, um, but if it is, then it's it's incumbent upon the uh, MSHASAA, which is, of course, uh, the body that oversees the high school athletics and activities, to come down on the Dora High School and their... And their um, coach now the superintendent has said that they've been working with the uh the agency in response to this uh the superintendent told the newspaper down there that the opposing team's district and the mshsaa have handled the situation in-house to make sure that the situation doesn't happen again so uh the spokesperson for the athletic and activity agency said uh, they started receiving complaints about the situation on Tuesday and they were investigating. They've reached out to the administration, so they're trying to handle this in-house. 312-981-7200. Matt wants to jump in. Hi, Matt. Hey, hey good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, so, so, of course, about three, three quick points. Of course, it's cheating. Of course. Um, they weren't very they work really creative about it. And I think once it's post-incident, I think there's very little you can do. I think that father is setting an extremely poor example for not only his own children, but the other children he represents at that school as their coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did the referees and scores people not figure out this was happening? Because those boys should all have different numbers on their jerseys, and that's one of the things you should have been looking at when somebody went to the line when you know you're playing you know, uh, twins or triplets. And uh, a quick story, uh, some 30 years ago when my cousin played football in high school, he was a phenomenal linebacker that got thrown out of a game, uh, ejected for a game for a hit. And during halftime, the coach got creative and switched his jersey around with a freshman about his size, with a freshman never played. And that freshman had four tackles in the second half and uh, I believe two sacks. And, uh, wow. and uh, he, was, he was told to never, to never take his helmet off the rest of the game. And uh, they got away with it, and I thought it, was, uh, I thought it was Bush League back then as well. But at least the coach had the wherewithal to change the jerseys and make the uh, players keep their helmets on, so it went basically under the radar, and the referees never got wind of it. Yeah, cheating, uh, cheating nonetheless. Matt, thank you for the call. Happy New Year. Let's take a quick break. We'll get to more of your thoughts. 312-981-7200. Where's the line between cheating and just uh, playing to your advantage? You know, taking a little advantage of the, the gifts that you have. We'll talk about it more on the other side. It's WGN. Been hearing this story about the triplets in Missouri switched out at the free throw time by their father, the coach. Uh, father said, "Oh no, it wasn't a plan. If it was, we didn't uh, we didn't do it very well." The uh, the uh, Missouri High School Athletic and Activity Commission is looking into it, but to say that really, there's nothing you can do. People on the internet, as you can imagine, including including the coach, in a now deleted uh, series of tweets. People, here's the thing, Cody, you're a social media guy. People think, oh, once they delete a tweet, you can never find it. 
Well, guess what? Somebody's probably screenshotted it if you've said something offensive, and uh, they can find it. So um, somebody had texted in uh, a parent. It was a quote from the article that I, I quoted this earlier. It's upsetting the integrity of the sport. Well, then they uh, they texted back, this happens all the time in basketball. It has for years. Well, that's uh, that's now been... Now that's been gone. Uh, it's been deleted. So, yeah, it's... Just because something's happened before doesn't make it right. And that's like saying, well, sure, um, this this came up, in, and I know this is an odd tie-in, but this whole thing with Ed Burke, where people were like, well, that's just how, you know, that's how government works. You shake people down, you do all this stuff, that's how it... Well, that doesn't make it right, just because it's always been done that way. So if cheating has been done in the past, still not good. And you can't say it's anything else. Unlike unlike some of these uh, these people on the internet who say, no, it's a genius move. Genius. The guy's a genius. Frank's in Bronzeville. Hi, Frank. Hi, Brian. How's everyone doing? We're doing great. How are you? Very good. Brian, that is flat-out cheating. I'm a lifelong basketball player. I played for a year at St. Rita, uh, Catholic High School on the south side. I, we don't believe at any time that it's okay to cheat. And it disrespects the sport. Mm-hmm. And that means you are not that good of a player or a team if you have to cheat. The way we wanted to win was with our natural ability. Yeah, I, I don't know how. Game. I don't know how people can appreciate a win if you know you cheated to get it. You know, short term you go, yeah, but we won. Yeah, but did you really? Ryan, it, society has become get it any way you can as long as you get it. Doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. But I don't respect that, and I know that you don't either. I do not. Frank, I, I know during the career you played it clean, 100%. And that's why we like you so much. <laughs> well, thank because you, Frank. Because we know you did it the right way. I appreciate it, and I appreciate the call. Have a happy new year. Thanks for uh, thanks for chiming in. Uh, all right, yeah, it's it's insane. Inexcusable behavior from the 312. Uh, season forfeit for unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, P.S. Find a wallet, return it to the owner without stealing the money. Doing the right thing shouldn't be a moral tug of war. No, it shouldn't be. It it should it should be pretty easy. Yeah, well, you know, Bobby's not a real good free throw shooter. Timmy's he's a great free throw shooter. He looks just like Bobby. So why can't we put them in? They're basically the same kid, right? They're triplets. So they they were one egg. So you could argue that they were the same person. So just because I put in another one now, it should be okay, right? What? (laughs) What? That would be, you know, that's when you just stand and stare at somebody with your mouth open because you can't believe what's coming out of their mouth. I couldn't believe you when you told me about this story. I know you couldn't. Because you mentioned it. And I go, okay, well, what's the point of talking about it? And you said, well, some people some people think this is smart. Some people think this is okay. And yeah. I was like, what? I, get, I didn't believe you. No, some people think some people think you're just, uh, listen, if you have an advantage, you should exploit it. Look, if and the, ex- the advantage is uh, this guy has three sons that look exactly alike, and one's a better free throw shooter. If this were college or professional level, and let's say there were sponsors involved or a lot of money at stake, yeah. I could... I could see a case for I I understand why they would even do this. Well, I think I think uh, go ahead, but I, I I will answer your. Well, but at theory. the high school level, I mean, okay, the coach wants to keep his job, I'm sure, but 
other than that, like, isn't the whole point of high school to teach lessons and get better at? I love Frank's point Listen, about. I don't know what utopian society you're living in, Cody. <laughs> but when it comes to sports, it's win at all costs. Nobody cares about lessons. You know what they care about? Hoisting the trophy, Friday night lights. Making out with the cheerleaders under the bleachers. That's what you care about. You don't care. Nobody needs a life lesson. Nobody needs to be taught good sportsmanship or uh, taught, uh, you know, that cheating is wrong. Because it's not wrong if you win. If they had cheated and gotten caught and lost the game, well, then cheating is dumb. But if you cheat and win, well, listen, what's the matter with that? Where's the harm come? I won the game, didn't I? Unlike those guys who all their teammates look different. What a weak team. <laughs> team full of 10 guys that don't look the same. I've got three guys on my team that look exactly the same. And one's number one, one's number seven, and one's number nine. And we're not real good about uh, differentiating between those numbers. You know, it just kind of looks like a stick. And is that a circle up there or just a line or is that just a... No, it's, it's, they're all the same number. All the same number, all the same kid. See, but if they're going to want to make out the cheerleader under the bleachers, how should they get to know which one? It won't matter, because maybe one just, uh, you know, maybe one tires out. They tag team. They just, boom, I'm out. Oh, baby, I I can't wait. i got to go get a drink of water, because you're just dehydrating me with my passion. And then scurry off, and then brother number two comes in. Well, hello. Oh, you didn't have a mustache 38 seconds ago. Well, I know, but I, you know, my hormones are racing, because you're so beautiful. Uh... And then the other one comes back. He's bald with a full beard. Oh, man, you're just doing all sorts of things to my biology, baby. And that's how it works. Yep. Cheaters cheaters <laughs> prosper in the short term. But overall, you got to hope at some point that karma comes back and, you know. I don't I don't wish I don't wish these kids ill. I don't I don't even wish the dad ill, but I just I want somebody to stand up and go, "Listen, I we know you were cheating." We, the, the, the overseeing body needs to step in and go, this is cheating. And you're, you, you have to give up the games. Sorry. That's, that's just the way it goes. There has to be, there has to be some punishment. (sighs) All right. I got to do this. Then we're going to do more. Then after four o'clock, we'll get into another hot, hot button topic. Should celebrities get political in their acceptance speeches? We do this on the eve of award season. Tonight kicks off awards season. I don't know if you're a big follower of the entertainment industry. The Golden Globes are tonight, hosted by an odd pairing of Sandra Oh and Andy Samberg. So they will be hosting the Golden Globes tonight, of course. The Hollywood Foreign Press bestowing these awards on movies and television. And this is the award show where everybody can drink. And uh, usually they do. And it is evidenced when they hit the stage and they're, uh, hey, they're a little bit tipsy. But every year... One or two or maybe more celebrities will get on stage to an ex- to accept their award, and they will begin uh, spouting off their political beliefs. And the next day, there will be, oh, countless people on the Internet where countless people uh, tend to spout their opinions as well, either supporting said celebrity or denigrating said celebrity for their for their time. Uh, I was reading an interesting piece today that kind of gave three options. And I will tell you this. Here is my thoughts on whether a celebrity should uh, use their acceptance time for a political statement. Yes, if they want, they are Americans. And they have a right to say something. But here would be my caution to them. 
Make it brief. Keep it tight. Don't dwell on it. Don't use. Don't drone on and on and on, because quite frankly, you're not going to change anybody's mind. And people don't want to hear acceptance speeches anyway. You know what we want to see? We want to see celebs all gussied up. That's what we want to see. We want to see Bradley Cooper Lady and Lady Gaga winning for A Star is Born. We want to see, I don't know, the, the guy from uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody movie coming up. at We want to see the beautiful people. The people that we pay to see in the movies or the people that we watch on TV. Uh, if they have a political statement and they make one uh, big statement, I like that. You know, go ahead. Okay. Uh, don't forget to register to vote. It's very important. Okay. You know, we know that. But if you feel as a citizen that, that, that this is your time to say that, okay. And I not, I am definitely not one of these stay-in-your-lane kind of people. And that, that angers me more than anything else. Because tomorrow, I'm sure somebody tonight is going to make some sort of political statement. It would, be, it would be hard to imagine they won't. Now, the hosts have said this is not going to be a political show. Uh, they're not, Sandra O oh and Andy Samberg, are not planning to do a lot of political jokes. I would imagine there's going to be one or two in there, because if you're doing any kind of comedy in this day and age, uh, you'll probably make one or two political jokes. You don't dwell on it, and NBC is probably smart enough to know that, listen, uh, half the country isn't going to appreciate the joke. The other half of the country is not going to think you went far enough with the joke. So why don't we just try to do something that is going to uh, appeal to the widest range of America since last year's Golden Globes audience was down 11%. So their their deal right now is, hey, listen, we don't care uh, what you think, really. We want people to keep their eyes on this show or else we're not going to have the money next year to broadcast it. So we need to keep people's eyes on there. What I was saying about the stay in your lane, uh, these, these people anger me to no, uh, no end. Because it assumes, one, that you know what uh, people's entirety of their thought process and their heart is because of what they do for a living. Uh, it's like when people tell LeBron James to just shut up and dribble. Because he shouldn't, God forbid, he should have a thought on the government or the country or his community just because he makes untold millions playing basketball. God forbid, uh, you know, James Woods, who I don't agree with, but God forbid James Woods should be able to talk about his support for the president and their policies because he's an actor. It goes for both sides, and both sides are guilty of this. Hey, man, you're, it's like when the gun control people tell doctors, hey, don't talk about guns, stay in your lane. Really? We're emergency room doctors. We deal with the aftermath of guns. We should be able to say what we want. So, in that sense, these actors should be able to say whatever they want. But, if you're smart, you'll keep it, you'll keep it succinct. You'll move on to, uh, you know, go on with your whole list of thanking every agent that you, that you have at uh, CAA who nobody's ever heard of. And uh, thank the, the first, uh, you know, your high school drama teacher who gave you your start. And thank your mom and dad and your spouse. Don't forget your spouse, because that always uh, catches somebody. And then, if you've got a quick bon mot, political bon mot to throw out at the end, go ahead and do it. You know, fight the power. Uh, you know, register to vote. Something like that. But don't drone on and on. Because quite frankly, we don't care. Like I said.
So they, uh, in this article, they gave three options. One was to get political, just do what, uh, say whatever you want. You're a citizen, do whatever you want. The other one was, no, don't say anything political, because uh, everything you say in this day and age is going to be taken out of context. So you may give the most eloquent speech, backing up all your thoughts, well thought out, based in fact. And then tomorrow, on the internet, there's going to be like three words. That's, and that's going to represent the entirety of what you said, and that's how the majority of the populace is going to view you from now on. I mean, look at what look at what happened to De Niro last year when he came out and he dropped the uh, F Trump. All his, whether you agree with him or not, all his work in his career boiled down to that, and now that's what that's what most people will remember. And again, you could agree with him, you could not. Was it the most appropriate thing for him to do at that moment? Eh, you know, it's up to him. I don't think so. Because, again, nothing, nothing is ever taken in context. Nobody's going to go back and watch a whole three-minute speech. They want the soundbite. TMZ, uh, every every news source. We want the quick, the quick soundbite. And that, his one sentence right there, was it. So, you know, that's, that's the way it goes. And the third option, they said, is uh, the one about thinking long-range. Talk about long-range solutions rather than short-term. So instead of, if you're, if you're really upset about the way things are going now, instead of attacking the president or his administration, maybe you want to call out the immigration policy. And just, you know, the United States needs a better immigration policy. Okay, there, that's a political statement. Most people would agree with that on one side or another, you know. Uh, liberals are going to think, oh, yeah, we do need a better uh, immigration policy based on this, this, and this. And uh, people who uh, agree with the president are going to say, yes, exactly, that's what we're talking about. We need a better immigration policy. So make it a big long-term thing, which kind of encapsulates what I was saying before. Cody, I know you're a huge watcher of all things award shows. You can't wait. You're actually in a ball gown now, waiting for the Golden Globes. You, you brought in some champagne. Of course I noticed. You look stunning. I thought maybe it was you were still celebrating New Year's Eve, but then that I, I heard you went to some um, you know, house parties. I knew that was not the case. Well, so yeah. where do you fall on this? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't actually watch a lot of awards shows. Because <laughs> they're self-serving, and I hate the self-importance of these actors and actresses. While I admire their work... They are not, uh, you know, they do not walk on water. They they can be kind of funny, some of that stuff. Sure. Some of the, you know, the hosts and all that. But I oh, will yeah, say, yeah. I, I don't think that they're making these political statements to give a message to anybody. I think they're pandering to the people in the room. And they are schmoozing. playing to the room. All they're doing is schmoozing. Yeah. Like, imagine tonight at the Golden Globes, some actor walks up and says, I think the president's doing a great job. Boo. Can you imagine they'll go, oh, they'll go crazy. in a million years that happening? You know, you mentioned James Wood earlier. He said that in 2017 he was dropped from his talent agency yeah. because of his conservative views. Right. I mean, Hollywood, it is not a secret. Hollywood is a liberal, just black hole of liberalness. It's like about as liberal <laughs> as you can get, right? Well, yeah. 
it's all about the arts and things like that and you know yeah Yeah. now california is like the bluest state we have isn't mm-hmm. it so it's just it's it's super super liberal and it's it's literally just them saying oh yeah well i don't like this conservative person and then everyone gives them a pat in the back in the in the back room and then they're you know they get to schmooze and, and i'm sure not, that's not to say that they don't really believe what they're saying but it's an easy it's an easy arena to make those statements in yeah it's cheap yeah it's it's you know if they want the equivalent to, of hack hack jokes yeah if they wanted to affect any change or tell somebody to do something they would do what you said and talk about a policy or be positive and say hey i know about this great candidate over in this state right. that maybe you should look into who i think could you know or or say something something positive and inspiring or actionable yes. go to this website to donate right. again if, if it's immigration or if it's whatever it may be energy clean energy or whatever yeah. the the case is but none of them care none of them care enough to actually to really believe what they're saying. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I'm I sure think th- I true. think there's a lot of them that actually put their money where their mouth is. But I I see your point for this, and it goes to what I'm saying. Say, give a, if you want to give a message to the people outside of that room, give them something they can do. Give us, t- show me something. Give give me a place to go. Give me a website. Give me a cause. Tell me to call this person. You know, something like that, and keep it short and sweet. Because trust me, it's going to be will even if I missed it in the you know while they're playing you off, it'll be on the internet tomorrow. Oh yeah, it'll be on the internet immediately. If you're you know how many people are going to be live tweeting the Golden Globes tonight? I don't know. Not me. I do love live tweeting. Do you like to? I like to live tweet too. Except I'm not fa- a fast enough typist. Because mm. I'm on my phone and my thumbs are too big, and now I got this new phone that's bigger. I don't uh, you know. So I'm always, my mind works very fast. My thumbs work a little bit slower. So I'm, I'm you know, I think of it, and then it comes out a, a couple seconds too late. Nah, I don't think it's ever that bad. And I like reading what other people are saying. The too. only, yeah, the only problem is when you, when you have an idea and you tweet it and somebody else has tweeted it like seconds before. Oh, It's no. like, oh, man, come on. Yeah, that's not fun. I got to do a Twitter war once with somebody about that. Because it was one of those, you know, add uh, one word to ruin a movie title or something. Uh, and I did it. And so I was like, hey, man, I did it. Uh, that's what I said. Well, you just copied me. And I was like, and then I had to do the look at the timestamp. Mine was first. I, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the most uh, you weren't difficult joke to come peace. up with. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty easy. It was, you know, pretty easy joke, which for Twitter was fine. Uh, but yeah, it's the, the whole big thing. All right. 312-981-7200 if you want to uh, jump in on this and uh, weigh in. If uh, your thoughts on celebrities getting political in the award shows, we'll talk about a couple of the uh, a couple of these uh, nominees on the other side as we look forward to the first of what promises to be an unbelievable award season. No, it's not. It just means that... Uh, uh, Star is Born is going to win everything. Have you seen that yet? You've seen A Star is Born yet? No. Me either. And I have. Molly yelled at us for not seeing A Star is Born. How could you not see it? Well, I've seen the other versions of it. It's pretty much the same thing. No, this has Lady Gaga. I did watch a movie Friday night. Wait till I tell you what it was. Ooh, there's a tease on WGN. You watched a movie on Friday, you said, that uh, that I won't, uh, I won't believe? I'm not sure I would call it a movie. What did you watch? Syndicated uh, sitcom? What'd you watch? So, Documentary? So this week I'm, I'm going to be in Las Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show. Yeah, I know. For my, man, oh man. I know, for my other job. Not so, bad. 
So to get in the mood, Casey and I thought, let's watch a movie set in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So we found some listicles. A lot, we've seen a lot of them, The Hangover. Did you watch Leaving Las Vegas? Did not. See, it's a very that. depressing movie. Yeah, I don't want to... No. Okay. No. That's not what you're planning on? Drinking yourself to death this week? No. No. Okay. We'd seen Fear and Loathing, all that. Sure. Have you ever seen Casino? Yes. Okay, so we had we had a million times. We yes. were going to watch it, but it looked like it was like exactly the same movie as the Goodfellas. It's just Goodfellas, and it's uh, <laughs> so we were right. <laughs> no, no, no. The movie is called Goodfellas, not the Goodfellas, and Casino is a mob movie, but it is Vegas centric. It's it's different. Okay, well, yeah. very we, different. We were between Casino and on one of these listicles, it mentioned Showgirls. Ooh. And it said, this movie is so bad, it's absolutely hilarious. And that's not usually our scene, but I said, ah, let's just check it out. It's so bad, it's actually bad. Have you seen it? Yes. A couple it times. It's, it's the one movie that made nudity boring for me. It is indescribably bad. It's horrible. It's so- Elizabeth Berkley uh, <laughs> proves that she has the range of a two-by-four when it comes to acting. She could not be, the, she could not be more stiff or less sexy if somebody had given her the direction to be more stiff and less sexy. It was like watching an actual insane person have some kind of fit for two and a half hours. Right. It was, oh, look how sexy we are. We're all naked and we're doing it. And you're like, ugh. It was like a new art form had been created. Here's how Casey described it. It's like discovering there's a new color. And that new color is the most hideous color you've ever seen yeah. in your life. It was, but it's still a new color. See, I would have gone. Uh, what's the one with uh, Nicolas Cage and Sarah Jessica Parker? They're married in Las Vegas. Uh, that's a fun one with the flying Elvises. Uh, that's a that's a good one. I would I would watch Casino because it's uh, that old kind. I'd watch Con Air because it ends in Las Vegas. Wait, the one Nicolas Cage is leaving Las Vegas. No, there's another one with Nicolas Cage where he's a happier guy. Uh, uh, honeymoon in Vegas. Honeymoon in Vegas. You could uh, do a nice honeymoon in Vegas. You guys are still uh, semi newlyweds. That would be nice for you. I, we were. Uh, so, it's light hearted. She told me newlywed applies to two years after you're married. All right. Well, you know. Did you, you have you, you heard order? that? No, I th- always figured it was a year. Apparently it's two. Well, that's so I've got fine. nine months. That's fine. Uh, you know, I'm not going to argue semantics. About, I no, about I'm, being I'm, a newlywed. I'm asking. I was curious. No, I I always thought it was a year. Yeah. Apparently it's two. Okay. Well, then you're still newlyweds. Then my my statement still holds water <laughs> that you could still watch the movie and you would enjoy it. Uh, I'm trying to think of other Vegas set movies that I uh, that I enjoy, but um, I mean, there, there's Last Vegas. I don't know that it's one. It's got the one with Morgan Freeman and, and all the old guys. Oh, yeah. That sounds like fun. I, you know, I don't know. It looked all right, but but uh, now, we, yeah, we just... You mentioned The Hangover. Uh, Vegas Vacation. Yeah, National Lampoon Vegas Vacation. That's a good one. Oh, that didn't come up on the list. Well, maybe you're looking at the wrong list. We were looking that's at why we ask. That's why we ask our friends here. Hey, what's a good Vegas set movie? 312-981-7200. Uh, you should have called Nick. Nick probably has about eighty-seven Vegas set movies that you could do. And that's true. Well, I get we had seen some, like I had seen Indecent Proposal. Oh I, sure, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not really in that kind of mood. You got to be in a mood. That's a and that's more of an ethical. Th- that's not really Vegas. Isn't really a character there. That movie could have taken place really anywhere. The, oh, you know what? You got to watch the Cooler. The Cooler is the best Las Vegas set movie ever. Ocean's Eleven, another good one from. Uh, from yeah. our listeners. We had seen Oceans. The Cooler. The Cooler with Alec Baldwin and uh, William H. Macy. It is unbelievable. And it's uh, you get to see Joey Fatwin from uh, NSYNC 
playing a Vegas entertainer. <laughs> Fat one. That's his name, isn't it? F-A-T-O-N-E. Isn't that how you say it? Yeah, he buys his clothes at Versace. It's Versace. Joey Fatwood at Versace. Uh, the great Paul Sorvino uh, in that movie. It is, it's a great character movie. Uh, Maria Bella. Oh, my goodness. The Cooler. Maria, the Cooler. And Vegas is, a, is central. It's, it's set in Vegas. It's set in a casino. Alec Baldwin runs a casino. And uh, William H. Macy is his cooler. Wow. It's unbelievable. Okay. I, if you say it was a made... movie, it was a movie that I went to see, and I'll, I'll never forget this because it's a character film. So it's not, you know, there's nothing, it doesn't take place in a cooler. It's not about a, a cooler that explodes or comes to life. It's not a Transformers movie about an igloo. It's, it's about a guy. So I'm on the road, and I was outside of Detroit. And I go to see it at a matinee, and about three rows in front of us, there's a there's a man and two women. And about 15 minutes into this movie, they're like, nothing's happening in this movie. This movie sucks. We're out of here. And they got up and left, and I was left alone in the theater, and it was the happiest day of my life. <laughs> what? They, they didn't, there was not enough action for them, because there's, I don't know, dialogue, and you're getting to know characters, and you're trying to, and it's, it's moody. Very moody. Is it, is it? Like depressing or dark or just yeah, it's oh. got all of that. Oh, it's got a lot. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, but it's a uh, it's it's old school Vegas versus new Vegas. Ooh, and it's the battle of a man trying to hold on and another man's quest for love and acceptance and a woman looking to uh, break away. It's it's trust me. Go on, leave now. Go. I'll okay, finish bye. up. I'll finish up. Go watch this movie. Uh, according to the 414, Honeymoon in Vegas has a very young Bruno Mars dressed as an Elvis singing, which is true. Because they're going, it's a Elvis impersonator convention is happening when they go to Vegas. Oh, good. And a very young uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, looking nice. Wow. So, yeah, those are, I'd, I'd watch those two. Good tips. Well, if yeah. you've not seen showgirls and you're listening uh, and you want to see no. a very bad movie if you play a drinking game where you drink every time something dumb happens you will die yeah in about you'll be 30 drunk minutes. in the first half hour oh yeah no the first you know. 15 minutes we paused it i um, love when she gets in the truck and she pulls a switchblade ah, oh you're such a bad hombre which time I, she, I know the whole thing is just it's just ridiculous Oh, you know, a texter from the 6th VO said, Sean Connery, Bond, Diamonds Are Forever. I did also consider that. I've, I've seen Diamonds oh, Are Forever okay. forever ago. But I, Casey's not a big Bond movie person. All right. Yeah, there's a lot of undertones I'm sure that she wouldn't appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of moments that... Uh... There were no undertones in Showgirls. That respected women. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what that movie was that about. Movie, movie was, that movie was like 90 minutes of Me Too. It was... <laughs> Horrific. She was like, I feel like I just watched a movie about Harvey Weinstein without him being in the movie. Right. Basically. And, uh, you know, I'm going to push a, I'm a woman who's going to push another woman down the stairs. It was. That's how I'm going to get my big break. It was brutal, but in such a brutal way. Like, it's like a train wreck you can't look away from. Yeah. Oh, somebody said Mars Attacks uh, is in Ving, Ving Rames of Vegas Gladiator. I haven't seen Mars Attacks in forever. I specifically remember a scene in Vegas. Oh, I'm sure there was. Wow, that movie. Yeah, that takes me right. back. So there's a lot. Listen, there's a lot of Vegas movies you need to watch. You need to uh, you need to get on it. Yeah. All right, on the other side, we'll uh, talk about a few of the nominations. We'll also talk about the Weather Channel app. And are you very hesitant now to use any app because 
everybody is stealing and selling your information. Hmm. We'll get all that in a minute. WGN. Somebody texted me to ask how I feel about the actor Rami Malek, who played Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. I have not seen it. I've heard... This, this movie has gotten more of a diverse review from people than I think any movie I can remember. I hear people who say they love it, and I hear people who say they don't, that they hate it. So, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I have no uh, this it's it, I've been woefully behind this year as I'm looking through the Golden Globes and all the nominees and stuff there aren't too many that I've that I've seen or that I've been uh, exposed to you know uh, I'm looking at best TV series drama Homecoming Pose The Americans uh Killing Eve Bodyguard you know how many of those I've seen none of them none of them Best television series, musical, or comedy, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I hear about all the time. I haven't seen it. The Kaminsky Method I did watch on Netflix with Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin. Very, very funny. Barry I watched on HBO. That's another nominee. Uh, very funny. Kidding I liked. It was weird and dark. And The Good Place, which I have never seen. That's on NBC with Ted Danson. But, uh, you know, so I haven't seen all of those. Best uh, television limited series, Assassination of Gianni Versace. Didn't see it. A very English scandal? Nope. Uh, Sharp Objects I watched. That was good. The Alienist? Didn't see it. And Escape from Danamora, which is on Showtime. I didn't. Boy, I, it's for a guy who watches TV, I, uh, there's a lot that I haven't seen. So, I don't know. Uh, I'll be watching tonight when I get home just because I like to see celebrities. I like to see celebrities goofing around. I like to see them uh, drink. And I like to see them look pretty. What's going on? You have a problem? Is there an issue? Huh? Sure. It's but that's past halftime, isn't it? Or is halftime coming up? Oh, halftime's coming up. Sure. If 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 one of them want to, uh, if one of the boys want to jump in, uh, I'd ask them to bring meatballs. But I saw they were all gone. So. There's one meatball. No, I'm good. Thank you. Um, sure, we'll get an update. We'll get an update at halftime. Let's talk about this first, though, uh, while we wait. I thought, ha- oh, I thought it was halftime. Uh, I know it's 3-3, Bears-Eagles. But um, the Weather Channel app, do you have that on your phone? I do. I have the Weather Channel app on my phone. I like to know what the weather is. I like to know I have it set to a number of different cities, cities that I love, uh, Chicago, uh, my and then my the town I live in and then uh, New York so I can see what the weather is where Molly is. I've got New Orleans on there. I, I use the Weather Channel app all the time to see what it is. I like to give the uh, I like to give myself a five day forecast if Tom Skilling's not available. All that stuff. Well, the operator of the Weather Channel mobile app uh, misled users who agreed to share their location information in exchange for personalized forecast and alerts, and they instead unwittingly surrendered personal privacy when the company sold their data to third parties. That according to the city attorney of Los Angeles, Michael Fuhrer. Uh, He sued the app's operator in Los Angeles County Superior Court to stop the practice. He said 80% of the users agreed to allow access to their locations because disclosures on how the app uses geolocation data were buried within a 10,000-word privacy policy and not revealed when they downloaded the app. And I don't want to hear, well, you should read the privacy policy. I, I challenge you to tell me if you've ever read an entire... One of those uh, terms of service agreements. Have you ever? I've never read the whole thing. I've been lucky if I've skimmed it. So that's on me. If I choose to accept it, then, you know, buyer beware. 
But I think now we need to start making some changes and make it incumbent upon these companies to put that in bold print right at the top. Because people are going to see that, and if they see bold print in the first sentence, they're going to stop. And if your first sentence is, hey, guess what? We're going to sell your information to a third party. Forget it. Sorry. And I don't use the geolocator on my Weather Channel app or any of those. I don't let it do it on most of my stuff. I don't need the man knowing where I'm at. This is not that movie with Will Smith, Enemy of the State. I don't need to be tracked. And yet I still use my iPass so they know when I go through a toll. I'm still on the road being uh, tracked by all these cameras. So quite frankly, if the man wants to know where I'm at, he knows where I'm at. But these companies uh, with this duplicitous stuff on the Internet and in these apps, I am, uh, I'm getting tired of it. I'm, I'm getting tired of it with Facebook. I'm getting tired of it with everybody. But I, I guess I would have thought the Weather Channel was better than that. But they're not. They're not. They're just like everybody else. Selling your uh, selling your information. According to the L.A. County Dist- City Attorney, he said, Think how Orwellian it feels to live in a world where a private company is tracking potentially every place you go every minute of the day. Yep. And what's scary is, and I'm, I do this too, so I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that you're wrong because I give into it too. We do it willingly. Yes. Okay, maybe, well, I don't take those quizzes on Facebook. I don't play the games that people say. I don't care what Harry Potter character I am. Okay, but you're on Facebook in the first place. Or you're on Instagram. And we're so used to always telling everybody everywhere we are. I checked in at this restaurant. Cody checks in everywhere. Yeah, so we all we all do it. So when do we stop? Is there is there going to be a time where you're going to just say, all right, I've had enough? I have to go off. I have to go off the uh, off the grid as much as possible. I'll go off. I'll go off the part of the grid that I can control. Granted, I can't control everything, but you know what I can control. I'll do. Somebody, somebody uh, posited a question about uh, for a year. If you could go without all this stuff for a year, without your phone, without the internet, without uh, without social media, if you could do it for a year. For work, I'd say, for work, you can't go without a computer. I mean, you need a computer for work. Most jo- most jobs, you need computer access. But I would think that the question pertained to using it for your personal life. Could you give up, you know, going on Tinder? Uh, could you give up Facebook and all your other social media platforms? Could you give up your phone? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I think of all the years I lived without a phone. I existed. I was fine in this day and age. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have a phone at your house. I know Parish the Thought, Cody, a landline. Weird. That's one of those things. They're on your wall or on your desk. You know, maybe uh, maybe next to the, your sofa, next to your uh, credenza in the living room. Next to your Davenport? Next to the, right next to the Davenport on a nice end table mm-hmm. under a doily or yeah. over a doily. Yeah. And through the woods. Maybe it's pink. Maybe you go, uh, you know, maybe you're funny and you go with one of those uh, phones on the wall that looks like an old-fashioned crank up phone from Andy Griffith, but it's not really. It's just a regular phone. It just looks like an old-fashioned phone. Maybe it is a crank phone. It could be a crank phone. I've could be a rotary a phone. phone. What? Could be a rotary phone. <laughs> My great-grandmother had a rotary phone on her wall. I used it My mom little. had a rotary phone until just a few years ago. Why not? She may, I haven't been down in her in the downstairs lately, she may still have a rotary phone at the house. Rotary phones are legit. Sure, they work. There's nothing wrong. I called with them. everybody on rotary phones. Yeah, that's uh, you know that's the way that goes. So, 
According to this, uh, if you download the free app, you're asked whether to allow access to your location to, quote, get personalized local weather data alerts and forecasts, end quote. It doesn't say how the company benefits from this information. So could you do it? Can you, are, are you approaching the line where you will finally say, no, this is, uh, this is ridiculous. I'm tired of these companies giving away my information. I'm not going to uh, listen to this anymore. How far could you go to get off the grid? I like to think that I could go pretty far. I want to think that, uh, you know, and maybe it's if I were living in a more remote location, it'd be easier. When you're in the middle of the city, it's, uh, you know, there's all the hustle and bustle. But I probably could get by without a cell phone. It would take some getting used to after a while, you know, because of all of this. But I could do it. I did it, like I said, I did it forever, you know. Maybe I'm not as reachable as I am. Maybe Cody, you know, stops texting me weird pictures. Uh, that would be a benefit of not having my phone. I'm more connected than I'd like to be. Yes, me too. And I think there are some reasons, like work, where you have to be. And so I think that what I'm doing is I, I, <sighs> I use some services that that I might as well use while I'm on this grid that were kind of trapped into. Well, I, as... Yeah, and I use, I use this job as an excuse. Well, you know. I gotta, I've got to be on social media for, for the show. I've got to know what's going on. I've got to be on the internet. I've got to post things. So I'll think of a, oh, oh, hit this picture. And then I'll think of my caption, you know, to put it on Facebook or Instagram or something. Uh, you know, for the show, air quote. But I'm, I'm as sucked into as everybody else into this whole thing. All right, let's take a quick break. 312-981-7200. Somebody has wandered in the studio. I know he comes to work early, and then he gets anxious if we don't talk to him. So we'll talk to him for a minute uh, on the other side. And then uh, there are, let's see, uh, four minutes left in the first half. The Bears and the Eagles tied at three. At halftime, we'll get an update uh, from uh, one of the boys on the big uh, football show. We'll do that after this. WGN. We're talking about the, the Weather Channel app and how they've been allegedly selling all your private information. Uh, that, according to the city attorney of Los Angeles, uh, they're saying, hey, listen, people people uh, are doing this. Uh, they're downloading this app, and we're giving it away. And uh, is anybody surprised anymore? I'd be surprised if there's an app or a company that is not selling our personal information, even the ones that say, we will never give your information to a third party. Eh, I, I'm a little bit doubtful. I'm, I hesitate to say... Uh, I trust anybody nowadays, which is a, a sad state of affairs. Speaking of sad state of affairs, Cody, look who wandered in. Roger Badish is not here until uh, he starts the news. What's your first newscast? Six, Six o'clock. Yeah. But you're here early because you're a dedicated journalist. Well, you want to come in? I want to make sure that I get in the time. Well, of course. I don't blame you. And traffic has been a little crazy with the. Uh, there's a big football game not far. That's from what here. I hear. So people are uh, people are a driving high around. Teams are playing or. No, this yeah. is a, it's very, listen, it's These serious business. It's three to three. We've got yeah. a little over two minutes left in the first half, all tied up. The defense seems to be playing very well. I don't know. Uh, I made the mistake, Cody, of asking Roger how things are going. So how are things going? And he went on a diatribe about, uh, admittedly, very, would you, would you say I'm accurate to say ultimate first world problems? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. First, yeah. his espresso machine has broken. And they Dying. don't make that model anymore. Yeah. And so that's that's throwing a damper on Roger's entire existence. He, I saw you took to Facebook about this. Yeah. Uh, now you've brought it here to the workplace. And um, <laughs> it seems, it, 
Well, it seems like a problem that's easily remedied. You just don't want to buy the newer model. I don't want to spend the extra money for the newer well, model. Yeah, how old was your old model? It's about five, six years old. Okay, prices go up in five or six years. They they do have it available, but you have to order for delivery. Okay. And we can't get stuff delivered to our place because they get stolen. We'll have it delivered here. Uh, they, um, no. Why? Oh, they won't let you do that? Yeah. And I've been. Do you have a neighbor? Can't you have it? Uh, don't. Can't you go to one of those Amazon lockers? I, you know, I'm thinking about that. Those are those are handy. Yeah. You have I'm it delivered to one that. of those Amazon lockers. Yeah, I got to find the one nearest us. Yeah. Do, it, it, that's not a. That's not a big problem. Well, it, they can't. It why can't they deliver the time, to your building? Because you don't want a porch pirate to grab it. I know exactly who will be taking it. I have video of them. Okay. Well, <laughs> they, 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 there's other... Police other. haven't done anything. Do you that. have a friend or someone who... Do you want to have it delivered to my house? I would love to come visit you. No, no, no. I'll, I'll bring it here then. <laughs> oh, uh, But if you have it delivered to my house, then it sits on my porch. Yeah, right. But nobody... Th- <laughs> knock on wood, nobody's... Uh, we've been very lucky. But yeah. most, of, most of the time, I have everything delivered to... Debbie gets it all delivered to her office. Oh, nice. Yeah, they let, yeah. Uh, they let her do that. They won't let you deliver it here? Nah, I'm... Um, do they frown on that? Yeah, it's frowned upon. Hmm. Uh, large, the larger items. Well, sure, and you're getting a commercial espresso machine that mm-hmm. comes on a flatbed truck. That's going to be uh, too much. All right, so yeah. that's his first. That's his first problem. Then his other one is his Amazon stuff didn't get there fast enough because it had to go no, to the post office. It did. Okay, that's the problem. But got that, there too fast. It no. It, it was well, the it beans in like the, two days. What is the beans? And you don't have the you don't have the machine yet. No, it's not the beans. So two very small items. They sh- they change it over to the postal service when it's very small, sure. so they can put it in your mailbox. Right. That's fine. So they said they'll deliver it, and you know we live in an apartment building, and the front door is open. There's no lock on. Oh, it. that's a mistake. I know. Don't you have a landlord? Yeah. Management company. You can't yeah. tell them to put a lock on there. And, and no, there's a lock on the inner door. Right. I want some. I want all my doors locked. Well, but then how? You do want they... somebody hanging out in your uh, yeah. vestibule? Uh, it's too small to hang out. Uh, yeah, but that's where the mailboxes are. Okay. All right. So I figured they're going to you know put it in the mailbox. The packages would be small enough, sure. You know to put in there. So I get the email saying it's been uh, our driver has tried to deliver it but could not enter your building. Oh, was he trying to get to your door? The, there's there's no door to get into. You no, go you're in the vestibule. Door. I know, but was he trying to get to your apartment door? Is that uh, how do I know? They I never rang the bell. Listen, there was no don't notice. Don't get upset that with they, me. I don't work for I the know, USPS, buddy. The bigger problem was when Listen I would to him, call. Buddy. He's getting old, He's crazed. I would call to insert my tracking number, and every time I would type four numbers, all of a sudden the automated voice would come up. So, I heard you say agent. I didn't say agent. I didn't say anything. There was no did noise. You say Asian? In the, what did you say? I no. I didn't say anything. Why don't <laughs> you do this online? That's why they. That's why God invented computers. I was do doing it online. online. I was doing it on the phone. You just said you and, called somebody. Yes, because they said contact the 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 service all that right. delivered it. Did you do that so today? Was, nobody's yes. At, nobody's at the post office on Sunday. They're all watching the Bears game. Then why do they say? Ask for an agent. Because they want you to use your head and go, it's Sunday. Who's at the post office I on Sunday? I know it's Sunday. It's very right, frustrating. So, you, think, you think his first world problems are uh-oh, bad? Uh-oh. This was me before I left. So I got this new phone yesterday, which is a long story, a horrible story about Christmas and me. And uh, Anyway. <laughs> well, it didn't have a case. And I wasn't going to pay... I wasn't going to pay 50 bucks for a case at the Apple store when I knew I could go on Amazon and get the exact same case for half or less 
And I was right. I was able to get it for half or less. Uh, actually, less than half, which is a better sentence. <laughs> but I go to check out, and it says, hey, you want this tomorrow? And I'm like, of course I want it tomorrow. Now, I could have waited till till Monday and gotten free delivery, or I could pay 4 bucks, and it was supposed to be there today. Now, I ordered this, I ordered this at 6 o'clock last night. I was complaining at 10.30 this morning that it had not arrived at my house. This was supposed to come today. What's going on? Right. Today started at 12.01. Right. In the morning. You know, I've been burning daylight for a few hours already. What's going on? And then I stopped and I left and I'm like, what a jerk I have become. Or me, a representative of society, that we all expect things. You know, it used to be if you ordered something online or from, you know, a catalog, if you got it in two weeks, you were like, hey, this is pretty good. Yeah. Got it in two weeks. Now, less than 12 hours, and I'm on a tear in the house. This is a lot of garbage. I paid four bucks. Four bucks. <laughs> like I, it's like I took a second mortgage out of the house to get something delivered. Oh, $4. It's not there. And Debbie said, well, because it was her Prime account. She well, I've got the email. It says it'll be here by nine. Nine? That's, that's almost over. I should have just waited and done it for free on Monday. Then I would have, you know, now I'm panicked because I'm carrying a phone without a case, like a lunatic. It's uh, the whole thing. So uh, while I mock your first world problems, I understand. Um, Amazon lockers are excellent for picking up packages you don't want delivered to your house. When you order on Amazon, they help you locate the one closest to your house. Okay. Uh, there's one in Woodfield Mall in Schaumburg, which is not close to your house. No. Uh, UPS retail stores offer package acceptance for a nominal fee. So there you go. Oh, the, to get them delivered to UPS stores. To the UPS stores, yes. yeah. yeah. But Why if not? they're not open on the on Sunday, though. I can't help yeah, you with that. I know. One other thing, never activate a new phone until you have a case and a screen protector. I have the screen protector on there. Uh, okay, that's... Uh, I still wouldn't activate it, but you do you. Why wouldn't you activate it without a case? Because I should have... Yeah, because I'm... Terrified friend, all day. My friend yeah. got a Google Pixel 3 in the mail a few weeks ago and literally dropped it and cracked the top corner of the screen that oh, day. Oh, man. Yeah. Always. I, I had my Google Pixel 2 XL for a week in the box before the case and the screen protector came, and I was like, I'm not going to take it out of the box. Well, I've, no got it, I've got it sitting here on a Kleenex. Good. <laughs> um, and I'm very terrified. I have the wipes in the other And room. now I will drop it in... I will drop it into my pocket when I leave. I'm not going to take it out. Uh, I will when I get to the car. I will carefully put it in the the phone holder. I'm going to go in the office closet see if we got bubble wrap. That would be, oh, if a piece of bubble. I'm I'm guessing by the time I get home, the case will be there because it'll be almost you know it better be there before nine o'clock. <laughs> Plus, am I going to answer the door at eight fifty when some guy you know in a nondescript van just knocks at the door? I've got something for you. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, no, serial killer man. I'm not, uh, you can't. All right, let's let's uh, let's do this. Then, you know what? We need an uplifting story. So after the news, I've got one for you here on WGN. You know, uh, we've been paying a lot of attention to the uh, partial government shutdown and the fact that 8,000 uh, federal employees are out of work and uh, people who have contracts with the government are starting to suffer now and uh, reports that TSA agents are calling in sick. So much bad news going along with the shutdown. Part of that bad news, of course, the National Parks and the National Park Service and the parks uh, being filled with litter and the porta pot is overflowing, and just trash and graffiti, and uh, national parks uh, in dire need of help. And 
It's nice to have a, a good story, a feel-good story, and that's why when I saw the story of Mark Newland and his daughter Erica, I thought to myself, i got to talk to these people, and uh, so here they are on WGN. Mark, Erica, thanks for joining me. Welcome. Thank you very much. We appreciate you having us. So, Erica, i got to ask, first of all, how, how old a young lady are you? Ten years old. Ten years old. Very good. And you go hiking a lot in the uh, Great Smoky Mountain National Park with your dad? Yes, I do. Okay. So, Mark, you guys you guys go hiking. You live right outside the park. You go hiking there all the time. And uh, the other day, you decided, you're, you're in a Facebook group about hiking the Smokies, which is great. I was looking at the group uh, today, a lot of people with terrific pictures and stuff. And you're out there with Erica, and whose idea was it to start picking up trash? Or is this something that you guys do all the time when you're out hiking? You know, like you say, we do hike quite a bit, very avid hikers, and, you know, we love the Smokies, so we're there at any time. And, um, you know, this all really started a few days ago. We actually had finally had a day that we would get a little daddy-daughter time. doesn't happen a lot. Um, but the family typically hikes together, so we have my wife, myself, and then Erica. And um, so Thursday, Erica had the idea that uh, we should go hiking. And um, during our conversation, I mentioned to her about the shutdown, let her know what was going on with the shutdown. And, um, you know, as we were discussing it, and I let her know that, you know, there's a real need for, you know, the litter to be picked up because they stopped doing all those things. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a collaboration, but really more Erica's idea of, you know, well, why don't we just take a day away from our hiking, which is normally what we do. Why don't we drop our backpacks and head out and pick up some trash bags and see what we can do to see if we can make a difference. Um, so it was really it was really her idea. Um, it's something that we do typically anyway. Um, you know, whenever we're hiking, um, you know, we're, we always have a, you know, a little garbage bag in our backpack and we yeah. try to pick up, you know, water bottles and that type of thing. But it's not as often that we actually just stop and take full days at a time in order to just to, to pick up the trash instead of the hiking. So, yeah, this one was really, really more her idea than mine on this one. Well, it's a great idea, Erica. So we're when you when you start hiking with your dad did you find a lot of trash right away or how did how'd the park look having been shut down for a while well it looked fine but we got up to laurel falls trail and then it started getting really trashy and it looked disgusting uh, did- yeah, so laurel falls trails is one of the more heavily traveled trails in our national park um probably the most traveled trail in our national park a very touristy trail so it sees a lot, a lot of people. So we had actually started in a couple different areas, and we were a little disappointed, almost disappointed to see that we didn't have as much work ahead of us. It was, a, it was kind of a, it's an interesting oxymoron. We were disappointed that yeah. we didn't have trash to pick up, but at the same time, we'd just as soon not have the trash. So we kept scouting out, and when we ran across Laurel Falls, we knew that we would be spending some time there because it was, uh. it was really terrible. It's it's amazing to me, and having been in the Smokies, it, it, it's such a beautiful place. I can't understand why people feel the need to leave their garbage. Erica, as a as a ten year old, do you look at adults and just shake your head and go, "Oh, you guys are kind of dumb to leave your garbage everywhere." Yes, I do. <laughs> I don't blame you. I I do the same thing. I'm sure your dad does too. So, Mark, how does it work now with the with the parks being shut down? When you go there to hike. Are there are there signs? Are the gates to the parking areas closed? How does it how does it work? You know, there's um, you're seeing a lot of both. Um, you know, right now you're seeing signs everywhere, signs that are indicating you know that all trash receptacles will not be emptied. You know, the restrooms are all closed down with signs indicating that due to the shutdown um, and a lack of lack of funding that those facilities are shut down. There are several places that gates are actually up, so you can't access those parts. Um, but for the 
for the majority, you can access most anywhere in the park right now. Um, but, you know, how it looks is, you know, we've spent another, you know, today we went back out and we were taking care of another area of our of our park with another group of friends who have been inspired to help clean up as well. Yeah. And, you know, you're going behind, uh, you know, you go up to the restroom facilities that are usually, you know, they're not glamorous restroom facilities by any means, but they're typical national park, you know. Right, and they're usually clean at least. They're usually clean and well-stocked, and now, you know, the doors are locked. And, um, you know, just today we went behind, um, you know, oh. one of the one of the restroom facilities there, and it was just an abomination, the amount of used toilet paper and, you know, used feminine hygiene products, and it was just absolutely terrible. Um, so we made sure we, we picked up every last little piece from that and moved on to the next spot. So it is getting, you know, it's something that's, I think that it's important for everyone to know that, you know, the, the litter pickup is something that needs to happen year-round, you know, every yeah. day of the year, whether we're in the middle of a shutdown or not. Um, but it's just really being magnified right now. You know, it's, it's definitely increasing um, right now with uh, with the shutdown. I don't know if it's just the, you know, people being spiteful and maybe m- making a protest by throwing their litter down or they're just, you know, really just that um, that non-aware of what they're doing or to our environment. But um, either way, there's still lots of work ahead of us for sure. And for people who are wondering, you're not you're not affected by the shutdown. You don't work for the National Park Service. You're just you're just a, a dad and a husband who likes to go into the national parks because you live there. And uh, and it's it's a shame that you're having to come across this kind of stuff. It really is, and yeah, that is correct. Um, I, we're not at all affected, you know, personally, you know, financially or anything like that, job wise, um, because of the national park. Um, you know, my wife and I work in tourism just outside of the national park, so you know, we're we see that, so we see the people that are coming in. You know, that's you know, our national park receives you know, 10 million plus visitors a year is the yeah. most visited national park in the country. And, you know, so there's always, like I say, there's always a need. And, you know, there's a rarely a, rarely a moment that we're in the national park that we're not leaving with someone else's trash. And it's, it's expected. And, you know, we also understand that a lot of times, you know, sometimes the trash that's left behind could be some, something innocent, you know, perhaps a water bottle falls out of someone's backpack sure. or, you know, a a child drops a candy bar wrapper, you know, those things happen. But, you know, what we're seeing right now is there's way more than just that out there. You know, it's very blatant, you know, you just lots of trash right now. So, but the good news is, is just in the last couple of days since we've started our, our cleanup efforts, um, there's large groups, you know, we I, I'm hearing of, you know, a group of 20 from another hiking organization nice. um, that they did probably 15 miles of roadway today. And then the group that we were with, um, we took care of another section. And, you know, now I'm starting to hear reports of people that are going out hoping to find some trash and already we're making enough of an impact where they're coming back with their trash bags empty um, because, you know, there's been other groups that have come ahead of them and gone ahead and cleaned it up. So, you know, we're getting great response. I'm really, really impressed by the community right now. Everyone seems to be, you know, pitching in right now and it's just great. Well, and that's, it's needed and it is great. And I know I'm reading reports from other national parks around the country that uh, some private companies in the areas are starting to step up, but they're saying, listen, the the, the money isn't going to last that long for us to keep doing this uh have you seen any of that around the uh in your area yeah definitely you know so the first week or so of our shutdown um we had a couple of organizations that are charity organizations here in the smokies uh, friends of the smokies and the great smoky mountain association that so they were working together to keep the facilities open so they were still doing the the trash pickup they were still having the restroom facilities open. But after a week or so, you know, their funding starts running low and they have other commitments as well. So they had to start pulling back from that. Yeah. And that's when everything really started seeming to get out of hand. Um, they were they did an amazing, phenomenal job 
um, keeping up with it for the first week. But like I say, you know, funding only lasts so long, um, and at some point they had to start pulling back as well. So now that we're into the real thick of it, um, you know, it's really right now it's really left on, you know, the shoulders of, you know, the volunteers that, you know, love the park and are willing to get out there and spend their afternoons and evenings and mornings or whatever we need to do to, to get as much of that litter up as we possibly can. Erica, if you could, uh, if you have a message for er- everybody who's listening, and they're they're going to visit a national park or just around here, they just go to the forest preserves. What would you What would you tell them? Well, just don't throw the litter on the ground and pick up any litter litter you see Very. and put it in a trash bag or a trash can. There you go, because they do have a lot of trash cans around, and, you know, as you said, Mark, sometimes it's an innocent thing. You don't even realize that something fell out of your pocket. Some people yep, uh, some people know, before, and they I'm don't sure. care. Yeah. Uh, Erica, what, what grade are you in? Third grade? Fourth. Fourth grade. Very good. Are you back to school tomorrow? Yes. Uh, on Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Tu- oh, Tuesday you get an extra day off? Yep, one more day, one more day. <laughs> Very nice. Well, listen, Mark and Erica, it was great to talk to you. You're doing great work. Uh, congratulations. I hope uh, more people uh, pay attention to your story and start doing the same thing you guys are doing because these national parks are unbelievable resources, and if we, you know, if we allow them to fall into disrepair, bad things are going to happen. So thank you very much for what you're doing in the Smokies. Well, Brian, thank you very much. We really appreciate you um, picking up on our story, helping us get the word out, because um, there's litter everywhere. It's not just in the national park. So um, hopefully we can inspire someone, you know, just walking on down the sidewalk. If you see something on the ground, why not swoop down, pick it up, and toss it in the trash? Uh, If we all do a little bit now, none of us have to do a lot later. Exactly. Very nicely said. Mark, thank you very much. Erica, thanks for uh, jumping on. I appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. You have a good evening. Take care, guys. All right, that's uh, Mark and Erica Newland. They are. I saw their story today. It was uh, hopefully you were inspired a little bit too, because if you've ever been to the Smoky Mountains, or if you even if you're walking through one of the forest preserves here or any of the national parks, I'm always amazed when I see all this litter. Always, always amazed. So it's uh, I. Is it that hard? Do you live in squalor at home? That's the big question I have. If you don't live in squalor at home, why would you want to leave, you know, stuff outside? I don't know. So congratulations to them again. Kudos uh, to uh, Mark Newland and his daughter Erica, who came up with the idea, 10 years old. That's what we need. That's the future right there. That's what we need people. Uh, we need these kids who are, we need to listen to them. That's what we need to do. All right, uh, let's do this. Then I got a beef. Oh, always a little beef about uh, one city being uh, named a better night spot than another. Talk about that on the other side, WGN. So we were talking to uh, Mark and Erica Newland. The National Park Service has uh, reached deals with more than 60 partner groups, concessionaires, and states to handle trash removal, restroom cleanup, and other basic tasks at more than 40 parks, uh, and in a few cases to keep park staffers on the job. But those groups say that donation money and time could run short. So um, Dave Schwann forwarded me this story. They're struggling to stay open, of course. Um, it's it's a shame. It's a shame, and to to hear what's going on with people uh, who don't, uh, you know, if you bring it in, take it out. That's that's the basic rule. Whether you're camping, whether you're hiking, anytime you go into nature, if you bring it in, you take it out. Unbelievable. I just it, it makes me it makes me angry and it makes me sad. Unfortunately, more angry, which raises my blood pressure. And Cody doesn't like me when I'm angry, because then I like the Incredible Hulk. I start to burst through my clothing. And normally I wear very little clothing anyway. It's really the green, the 
the green color that throws me off. Sure, especially with the the new beard, the yeah. green green coloring with the white beard. It's very, it's a whole weird deal. You are still rocking that look. You've been doing it so long. I'm used to it. Are you used to it now? I didn't even think twice when I right. saw you. It's part of the it's part of the deal. So this is your new package. It well for now. Uh, again, it may be gone before Mardi Gras. It may not. I'm um, I'm becoming comfortable with it. Maybe you go Mardi Gray. Maybe I no. You know what I do? I dye purple, green, and gold. Oh. I go I go cray cray. Because today, if you do not know, today Mardi Gras season begins. That's right, January sixth, the twelfth night. The twelfth night after Christmas. Tonight is Mardi Gras season has begun. Parades are already rolling in New Orleans. Uh, it's time to eat king cake. It's time to do all sorts of things. We can start saying Happy Mardi Gras. I am sporting a Mardi Gras sweatshirt today because I am uh, I am always in the mood for Mardi Gras. I am uh, we, I will be down there again this year, doing uh, untoward things on the streets of New Orleans. It will be a lot, a lot of fun. So, uh, all right. This Speaking of New Orleans, you know, these lists come out, and they rate cities for their livability, and they rate cities for who's got the best food, who's got the best this, who's this. Uh, this one was, uh, who has the best nightlife? Now, Cody, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you three guesses to guess uh, a city that, Beat New Orleans. The city beat New Orleans, came in third on this list. If you get any of the top three, I'll give you $5. Las Vegas? No. You get three guesses. Seattle? No. Last guess. San Francisco? Wait. Yeah, San Francisco. Also, no. Okay. Uh... On this top 10, New Orleans came in number 7. Now, if you've been to New Orleans, uh, maybe it's because there is no technical nightlife because things don't stop. So, But that's the same kind of with Vegas. Uh, Vegas, which didn't even make this list in the top 10. Did not even make the list of top 10 cities with the best nightlife. This is according to the Apartments Guide blog. So, take it for what it's worth, nothing. The uh, Apartments Guide blog. That's right. But it was, uh, you know, it was picked up by uh, all the services. So I felt obliged to uh, bring it and point out the stupidity of this. Uh, and if you write for the Apartments Guide blog, you need to get out more. <laughs> because here's the, here's the number one city, St. Louis. What? Yep, exactly. What? Number St. Louis number 1. Uh here's the here's the of course this this particular article came from the city which uh came in number 3 and beat New Orleans. So they're pumping their chest. Woohoo! Oh yeah, Dayton, Ohio. Number 3 was Dayton, Ohio. Number 3 was Dayton, Ohio. But what was number 2? Uh number 2, Cincinnati, Ohio. D- really? Here's the top 10. Here's the top counting them backwards. Number 10, Orlando. Number nine, Fort Lauderdale. Number eight, Portland. Number seven, New Orleans. Shame, shame, shame. Apartmentsguideblog.com. Uh, Pittsburgh at number six. Cleveland at number five. Pittsburgh? I have Green heard Bay. terrible things about Pittsburgh. Green Bay at number four. And Dayton at number three. Now, I have Green been, Bay? Yes, Green Bay. I have been out at night in most of these cities. Uh, except for... Portland, I have been out at night in all of these cities. All of them. Uh, back when I was young and single, 
or even when I was young and married, I was out uh, after after things. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in Dayton. No, please. Green Bay, sorry, love you. If you're not into, you know, like neighborhood bars, eh, no, no, nothing wrong with it. But none of the none of the top six beat New Orleans for nightlife. What were the criteria? Uh, it doesn't really say. Um, there, the here's what the list is: top ten places this author has been. Right, top ten places where you can get the cheapest rent. Which means you have more money. Uh, they say the, that Dayton is the most affordable city in the top ten. Uh, rent here is only seven hundred and thirty-one for an average one-bedroom apartment. Yes, so you don't really you don't really have a good nightlife. You can just go out because you have some more money. But this is just I love these flawed lists, and then they they put them out like uh, this is the definitive list of where you should go. And what cities you should move to. Now, if you're a young single person and you're about to uh, move out and go out on your own, you might be thinking, I want to live in a city where there's some nightlife. Oh, maybe I'll go to, you know. And St. Louis is a fine city. Not my, you know, too many jean shorts for my uh, my liking. But uh, I've been, again, I've been to Cincinnati. I've been to all of them. It's a shame that New Orleans, New Orleans is, all, is uh, you know, the only one that actually has a nightlife. All right, go there for yourself. Listen, I'll be there at the end of February. If you want to come down that weekend, uh, I'll show you what nightlife is in the city. If you live in Dayton right now and uh, you're done uh, rooting for the Flyers, the Dayton Flyers, the college team there, you can come down and see what a real city's nightlife is like. All right, listen, are you alone? Today might be the day that changes that all. How? I'll tell you that after this. WGN. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Cody, thankfully, you are uh, no longer in uh, in this category, but a lot of people are. Today, if you did not know, is Dating Sunday. It's the busiest day of the year for online dating. Yes, sir, Reeser. Are you glad you're out of that world? You better yes. say yes. I was yes. going to say uh, the correct answer is yes. I couldn't get out of this that world fast enough, Brian. I don't know about that, but I'm glad I'm not there anymore. Look, I gotta play it cool in case uh, my wife is listening. What She's gotta think I'm, you know, still pretty chill. Wow, yeah. you still you're still playing hard to get. You got to, even Brian. though you're married. You gotta keep the love alive. And that's how you do it by upsetting her by yeah. making her think that you're being nonchalant about your relationship. Yeah, that maybe, maybe, maybe not. You go back, uh, you know, get your Bumble or your Plenty of Fish profiles back up. That's what single life feels like. A lot of bumbling around. Is that that's a that's a site, right? Bumble. Bumble. I've is heard a site. people say that. I've never honestly. I've never been on any of these. Thank goodness. I didn't have. You know, they didn't come around while I was single. I wouldn't have. I I don't know how people deal. It's hard enough to be rejected when you're uh, you know walk up to a, uh, somebody in a bar and ask them to dance, or if you can buy them a drink, or start talking to them at a Starbucks, or following them down in a dark alley. Uh, it's hard enough. Wait, what? Huh? Huh? Aren't those ways people meet people? Sure. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's hard enough to do that in person. I couldn't imagine how horrible it is. Uh, how horrible it is online, except for the fact that uh, there. And I, I'm sure I've mentioned this before. There was a bar in McChesney Park, which I'm sure you're familiar with, uh, that used to have phones, so you could call the other tables. They had numbers hanging above the hanging above the table. So if I was at table 82, and I look across the room, and there at table 26 was a young lady. I had a you know, a hankering for, I'd pick up the phone and I'd call that table and go, hey, how are you? We saw a movie, a black and white movie, when I was in Rockford for Christmas. <laughs> what? It was on the TV. Is that what's... It came <laughs> on the TV. I thought Rockford was a little more uh, cosmopolitan than that. They're still showing the black and white movies, huh? All the classics. Okay. 
They're a little behind the times. Oh, boy. No, it was AMC or something, but there was some okay. little movie, and they all had little phones at the table. You could call each other, and I thought yeah. that was weird. It is. It, it, it was very weird. But anyway, so that was that way, that took the face-to-face uh, rejection out of it, because you could just re- get rejected on the phone, which was fun. It was, co- it was like cold calling if you're a salesperson. Is that what <laughs> they were for? Yes. How? What? How was this like a higher end restaurant? No, it, it was trend? a bar. It was a bar called Blue Suede. I think it was Blue Suede Shoes wow. in McChesney Park. There was a, it was a big club, and there was for a while they had a comedy club next to it, and so all and all these tables had numbers, and that's how you would that's how you would meet people. You meet and mingle, so you didn't have to have you didn't have to screw up the courage to walk over to the table. You could just call the table from across the bar, which seems cowardly, which is why I did it all the time. Because I was not the man. I wasn't strolling over. Letting one of the, try to, you know, you try to meet a woman when she's with like four of her friends. That's impossible. Impossible. So this is where you could call and you go, no, could I talk to, no, not you. The blonde girl next to you. No, not her. The other side of you. On the left. <laughs> it was it was the worst uh, meeting and mingling concept in the history of meeting and mingling. You know, there's actually a game on, uh, there's a computer game now called Super Seducer. Oh, God. It's a choose-your-own-adventure seduction hey, no. game by a pickup artist, Richard LaRuina. And uh, I played it on New Year's Eve with uh, my wife and some friends. We sat around did the TV. Did you really? Yeah, I played Super Seducer, How to Talk to Girls. How'd you do? Oh, I did great. <laughs> of course really? I did, Brian. What do you think I'm going to say? I no, we, we did all right. We got one or two questions wrong, but they were worded oddly. But it's, it was actually really funny. It's it's video of the guy on a date or, or out in the approaching oh, and a girl. Then you're you're like Cyrano de Bergeracking him, or you're guessing what he's going to say. No, you you choose your own adventure. It's it freezes and she says something and you say something and it'll it'll say something like, "All right, what do you do? Do you stand ten feet in front of her and say something? Do you follow her for a block? Let's say it's on the sidewalk. Oh, never do, do you that. do you walk straight up to her and ask her out and tell her she's beautiful, or no. do you?" Uh, or do you ask her for directions somewhere? And then depending on what you pick, then he kind of act, they act it out. Oh, okay. And then it'll cut to him in like a hotel room sitting on a bed, and he tells you if he did it right or wrong. Oh, my if God. If it was wrong, it's just him by himself, and he says something like, oh, well, uh, here's, here's why you don't want to do this. It's creepy when guys do this. And if you're right, then he tells you why it was right, but there's two ladies sitting in like cocktail dresses lying on the bed looking bored next to him. He got two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And how do how do you win? How do you win the game? You win by convincing by getting the, the ladies. Girl, you get the number. You get the or you get. Oh, I, don't sure. even, I don't know. It depends you get on, the digits. You get That's... the digits, or you get a second date, or I see. Make it go well. Well, today is dubbed Dating Sunday or Single Sunday. Uh, it's a superficial singles holiday, and it, because it is the busiest online dating day of the year, and according to a cyber dating expert. Uh, and author of The Perils of Cyber Dating, it is the perfect trifecta. Today is the perfect trifecta. You have people recovering from a breakup or who were down during the holidays. You have all those New Year's resolutions kicking in, and you have a clock ticking down to Valentine's Day. It's the first lonely holiday after the New Year. So this is the day. If you're going to be out there, boom. Uh, also, Sundays also tend to be the busiest day of the week for web dating in general. I don't know why. Uh, this is from the University of California. It's around cuffing season, a few weeks leading up to Valentine's Day. Do you know it was cuffing season, Cody? Um, sure you did. No comment. You have uh, you have all your cuffing decorations hung up at home. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> your cuffing tree. So many places to go with this yes. one. Put your cuffing bush out. 
Of course you do. Uh, Good so, morning. So people, people are looking for a partner. Um, experts say that online dating activity swells up to 75% today. Is 75%? that the only thing that's... Depends on how well you do on the app. <laughs> the data gap match predicts there will be a 69% spike. I think they're just throwing in these numbers to make us laugh. It's a Sunday, Brian. Yeah, Come I know. on. I'm reading the story from USA Today. Uh, new singles coming up on the app, Dating Sunday. Let's see. Tinder uh, has a one-day, a one-dating Sunday. Led, Tinder said that one-dating Sunday led to 44 million Tinder matchups being made. 44 million. According to a statement from the dating app Bumble, uh, Dating Sunday is one of Bumble's busiest day per year. What sets these sites apart? You've been on all of them Bumble back the, in the day. Bumble, the female or woman part, has to message first. So the ladies have the say on Bumble. The ladies must send the first message, oh, if good. I understand correctly, on all Bumble. Right. Well, good for them. Yeah. So out of those 44 million Tinder matches, uh, how many ladies actually replied to the opening message? Seven? Oh. <laughs> Zero is like is seven. How, I, I don't know. It doesn't give the thing. No. I don't. Again, I don't know how that works. Well, I, here's how it works. I know you swipe left and right. Here's that's how Tinder works. You match with people, you message them, and then you don't hear anything. Oh, is that the that the how it goes? That's how it goes by law. I thought it was you swiped and then you ended up you know doing illicit things and then never spoke again. Nah, that's that's hot or not. I think they have a nap. <laughs> Maybe Craigslist back in the day. I've been on a lot of. Look, right. I've seen the sites and uh, they're not pretty. No, it does sound like a lovely place. So, but if you are single tonight and you're you're thinking, you're, uh, the other thing, eleven thirty p.m. is the peak time for Sunday night online dating sites. People must be desperate before they go to work. I gotta have a date before I go back in and face my boss tomorrow. I gotta have something set up for next weekend. It'll help me. It'll help me get through the drudgery of what is sure to be the next few days. That's got to be it, right? I will tell you, if you are single, how you can make yourself stand out. And, uh, you know, because all these millions of people tonight are flipping around. They're trying to uh, they're trying to find their mates. They want to find uh, true love on the Internet. I don't know. Is that possible, to find true love on the Internet? Some people get married off Tinder. I would like to... Uh, I would like to hear that. That's why matchbooks are making a comeback as wedding gifts. Is, is the wedding favors you give out to yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. that comes? Right. Because everybody gives you a book of matches now because I met on Tinder. It strikes, like, strikes a match. Tinder. Really? Flame. Fire. See, and I maybe, I, because I'm not familiar with it, my assumption about Tinder was that it was just for quick hookups. Oh, God, Because that's no. what I've heard. That's, that's, the, that's the rep that's out there for Tinder, that it's just about hooking up, maybe hooking like, and cooking. Maybe like 1%. It's the the vast minority, I would say. Really, I think uh, this well, is based see, on my. Again, <laughs> neither one of us. We got to get some. We got to get some single folks who are on Tinder to come in and to actually tell us about it. Because I've been married way too long. You've been married long enough, but I know you're still a newlywed because it's two years. <laughs> um, uh, but I, you know, I have no idea. But I just assumed from what I had heard that this was just a hookup app. app. That I, that's I mean that's how they sell it, but no. <laughs> but you're saying people are better than that. That people people aren't using it just for cheap hookups. They're actually looking for true love. Well, I talked to a relationship expert from Northwestern University last year on my well, podcast, yeah. and he said that no matter what your intent is, that doesn't that doesn't define what's going to happen on the date. Right. I mean, 
sure, you may go into a date thinking, man, I want something real quick, but then you have fun with somebody and then you enjoy their company and you decide to go out on a second date, you know, whether you were looking for a hookup sure. or a love. Well, that, yeah, you know, no, that's... Should, you know, okay. things go where they go, basically. Yeah, of course. So... Well, that makes sense. All right, I'll tell you how you can stand out if you need that and we'll do some more. It's all happening after this, WGN. Uh, I, I always say, if I... God forbid I was ever single again. Uh, I would have absolutely no idea what to do. I would not want to get involved in any of this. I wouldn't, you know, I'm, I'm about to tell you how you can stand out on one of these uh, sites, but forget about it. So start with a clean palette on your profile. Swap out any outdated photos. How often would you change your pictures on your profiles? Ooh, not, not often because you find a winning formula and you stick to it. Oh, what formula was that? Just e equals MC squared? Whichever formula that women actually resp- respond to. But uh, By the way, research says that uh, other people are better at choosing your best photo than you are. Probably. So that, always that have that your friends Yes, have somebody it. else. Uh, I'd say have your girlfriend do it, but you're trying to find one. Or boyfriend. Uh, so if it's been online and it hasn't worked for you yet, you got to get out of that. Update your bio. If you've picked up any new hobbies over the past year, mention those. Also mention your dream travel destinations. Oh, talking about travel uh, locations, whether it's an African safari or a hike up a mountain, tend to get a lot of response because it's a good icebreaker. Use multiple apps, so scatter your efforts all across the world. Uh, Numerous dating apps out there uh, to choose from. Experts say to have at least three accounts to help you maximize your chances of romantic success. Sounds like way too much work. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Don't play hard to get, Cody, even with your wife. Communicate with people, exchange phone numbers, and start setting a date to meet. When you have millions of messages being sent, it's not the time to play coy. Yeah, I would imagine if you don't uh, get a response fast, people just move on. Because you're not really a person, you're just a picture on their phone. The only way that Dating Sunday works is if you commit to meeting someone offline. Which would I, be terrifying. I learned in the past, strike when the iron is hot. So if you strike up a, if you strike up a conversation and the person seems interested in your your messaging back and forth regularly, and it's let's say a Wednesday, let's go out Thursday, tomorrow, let's go out tonight or tomorrow. Oh, tonight. Yeah, you don't want to set it like a week because if they're excited, oh, no, a week and is too far. They're thinking about you. By the time next week rolls around, they've already swiped eight thousand other people and they're already moved on. All right. Uh, according to another thing, singles are. I mentioned late at night, but singles are often most active on Sunday afternoon. That's where you sure because they come home from brunch, they're a little tipsy from their mimosas and their bloodies. And it's time to find love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, turning on the smartphone feature to show your most popular pictures first. Keep your dating profile up to date. Da, da, da. All the same thing. Smile in your pictures. That's what it says. If you smile, it will increase your swipes by up to 14%, according to Tinder. Well, yeah, nobody wants to. Like, what about you? the pouting bad boy? No. The uh, pensive, pensive looking into space, wondering about the meaning of life. Then you're probably already in like a rock band that plays around Wicker Park every weekend. <laughs> so just meet girls at the shows. Uh, it also says to wear bright colors in your pictures. What? That's what Tinder says. Wear bright colors. Wear bright colors. Smile. Uh, that's it. What can I tell you? I'm telling you what Swinder. What Swinder? What Tinder says. Then you'll be then you'll be fine. So wear fuchsia shirts. Smile like you're a lunatic. <laughs> I tell you, ha, 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 I want to take a trip to the Circus Hall of Fame. Eee! That'll get you some swipes. 
and a knock at the door from the authorities. Uh, is the sidewalk outside of your house uh, broken? You live in the city and you're thinking, man, I wish the city would help me pay for part of this sidewalk repair. Well, they might. Uh, the Shared Cost Sidewalk Program is being expanded this year. You need to get your application in quick. Um, it's uh, the program where the city splits the cost of fixing broken sidewalks in front of your houses. They're going to begin accepting applications on January 8th. That's Tuesday. Tuesday, if you go to Chicago.gov, you can find out the information. The city uh, tells you the program fills up quickly, so you need to get your application in early. Uh, the city has also added a million dollars to the program this year. Very nice. So now... Uh, instead, they can uh, instead of uh, last year, where they were only able to do uh, 840 sidewalks, this year they're saying they can do an additional 315 sidewalks. So you gotta get your application in there, accept it on a first come first served basis. The cost to a property owner for a mid block home ranges from about 800 to 1500 dollars. That's a lot. Concrete work is expensive. I mean, I know it's uh, well, it's hard work. And you need an artisan, but it's very expensive. So if you want to do that, you can apply online or call 311. Senior citizens and the disabled receive a 50% discount, according to city officials. So again, if you're uh, thinking about getting your sidewalk fixed outside of your house in the city, January 8th, that's Tuesday, you can go online and you can apply to be part of the Shared Cost Sidewalk Program. But last year, just remember, 2,000 people applied uh, they only had the money for 840 Now they've got the money for about, uh, I don't know, 1100 1150 So that's not too bad. I got to talk to, I wonder if anybody has flown over the last couple days. Because if you have, 312-981-7200, call or text. Because, uh, you know, the shutdown is happening. Cody, have you heard of that? There's a big government shutdown. What shutdown? Oh, the government's being shut down all over. Which government? Well, it depends who you talk to. Mm. Some people, I think everybody agrees that the government's shut down, but how it's being affected is not. There were reports um, that TSA agents were starting to call in sick, you know, because they're working for free, basically. They're working without pay because they're being deemed essential. So there were reports the other day that a lot of them were calling in sick, and it was kind of a blue flu kind of thing, a sick out where TSA agents were coming. Well, then the administration uh, decided, no, they're not, going to, they're not going to put up with this. So the, uh, the Department of Homeland Security publicly slammed a recent report. They said, and I quote, security operations at airports have not been infected by a non-existent sick out. That, according to uh, the Department of Homeland Security spokesperson Tyler Holton, he tweeted regarding the story, quote, CNN has the cell numbers of multiple TSA public affairs officials, but rather than validate statistics, they grossly misrepresented them, end quote. Hmm, hmm, hmm. And then the, uh, then the president jumped on board and he tweeted out, let's see, oh no, yes, uh, he amplified the tweet, doubling down on the administration's go-to fake news report. Oh, they love that. Um, so the network then had enough. The network said, listen, uh, Secretary or Spokesperson Holton and President Trump, that is, not, uh, that is not necessarily the case. And CNN tweeted back this, quote, CNN spoke to numerous TSA and union officials and cited data provided by unions for our report. TSA itself put out a statement acknowledging increased callouts after we published. Uh, Spock's DHS and uh, 
real Donald Trump may not like the truth, but that won't stop us from reporting. Hashtag facts first, end quote. I'm always amazed um, when people choose to spread falsehoods that are easily disproven. It, it amazes me, and it doesn't matter whether, whether it's the president or uh, anybody. Do you think in this day and age, everything can be checked? Everything. We can, you, can find out, you can find out numbers quickly. Uh, every news organization has a million sources. And trust me, trust me, I'm not a journalist. I'm a talk show host. So, so I am here to just give my opinion. Journalists, like at the Tribune or the Sun-Times or our newsroom, they actually vet their stories. For them, facts are important. For me, eh, not so much. I try my best. But if I'm wrong, oh well, you know, I'm not your trusted source for news. So to, to imagine that a news organization as big as CNN or the Washington Post or the Tribune is going to put out stuff that they know is wrong or that they did lazily is a gross underestimation of those news organizations. All right? Let's do this, and then we'll take a break. And then, hey, speaking of the most trusted name in news, it's Florida News, after the real news on WGN. Very exciting. We haven't done Florida News in nigh on six months. It's probably been longer than that since we've done a Florida News. And I thought of it because I was, uh, you know, my brother and sister-in-law now live in Florida. Uh, my wife has been uh, amping up her uh, her talk of moving somewhere warm. She's very, uh, now she's uh, she's in it. She's, we're, we're moving somewhere warm. We're going, you understand? Yes, dear, whatever you say. Uh, and one of the places we, she's talking about is Florida. Now, I, you know my trepidation about even even in jest talking about moving to florida because uh, then you know i would become a florida news story and that would not be good for anybody but what are you gonna do all right florida news this is very exciting florida man arrested for allegedly stealing five hundred thousand dollars worth of tequila on new year's eve that is Mue Margaritas, or Mucho, that's a lot of margaritas. Four men were arrested early uh, New Year's Eve and accused of stealing more than a half a million dollars worth of Patron tequila in Tampa, which is one of the cities the wife was talking about. Now I know they got a tequila shortage. Not a chance. No way I'm going there. That's a lot of Patron. And that's, that's fine tequila. Deputies sound they said they found Vidal Estrada, Lemuel Escobar, Humberto Ramirez, and Alberto Obaya taking cases of Patron from a stolen semi-trailer after a driver found it was missing following a stop for dinner in Tampa. This sounds like the plot of out of a mob movie. All right, uh, he's going to stop at the diner. Then we're going to go in. He's going to go in. He's probably going to get eggs. They take a few minutes. We're going to steal the whole truck of tequila. Uh, the man had allegedly already transferred 20 cases to a box truck before the deputies found them. Um, there were approximately there were approximately 966 cases of tequila with a retail value of a half a million dollars, according to the sheriff's office. They were charged with resisting an officer without violence, grand theft, and burglary of an unoccupied conveyance. Uh, Obaya was additionally charged with possession of a, a controlled substance. Yeah, you got to be hired to try to steal a whole truck of tequila. That is, uh, we uh, we almost had. Well, you know, I'm doing dry January. And uh, January 1st, Molly was still in town. 
So I told this story the other day how Debbie tried to uh, sabotage me because the two of them said, hey, let's go out to this Mexican restaurant, which is known for its margaritas. And I sat there and watched the two of them guzzle margaritas like they contained the cure to some sort of a disease while I was uh, I was just sitting there trying to be a good boy. Trying to be a good boy. Uh-oh, sorry. What happened? Did you accidentally uh, take a shot of tequila? No, I was... <laughs> I was watching to see if the Bears scored a touchdown. Florida fisherman finds nearly 60 pounds of cocaina floating at sea. Yes. Everything washes up on the shore there. Oh, look. There's a, there's some fish. There's a, uh, what's the sea cow? The manatee. There's a nice manatee. Oh, there's 60 pounds of cocaine. Florida fisherman reeled in a big catch. Uh, he had just returned from sea. <laughs> I love that sentence. I had just returned from sea. You went out fishing for a couple hours. You weren't, you know, you're not a merchant marine. You're not, uh, you know, a maritime, you know, a pirate. You haven't Tall been ship operator. Right, you haven't been at sea for weeks. You were probably out there for four or five hours. You had lunch, a couple beers. And you were. He came back from sea. Arg, matey. He's um, not Captain Ahab. No, he has, <laughs> he's not out there searching for the great white. Uh, he's just out there. Moby Dick. He was, uh, no, he was just out there. But anyway, he re- this is this. I always like you can tell when the Florida news because their their writers realize that the stories are stupid, so they try to use flowery language to build up the story. He returned from sea, haggard, worn, with a vitamin C deficiency, wanting nothing more than the love of a good woman, a hot meal, and dry land. <laughs> wow, really? Yep, eighty-five. <laughs> That's, that's beautiful. He found a large package floating under a dock in Isla Morada, Florida, a village located in the Florida Keys. After using a pole and net to reel it in, which are things that he brought back with him from the sea, the tools of his trade, now fished out something that was not marine life. No illicit drugs. He opened the plastic wrap package and found about 40 and 60 pounds... Between 40 and 60 pounds of suspected cocaine. He found 60. He turned in 40. (laughs) Because then he could live at sea with 20 pounds of cocaine for years and years. Well, it was only suspected. So he figured he kept the the suspected stuff. Yeah, I'll keep the other stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, Give it, the real it might, stuff. Listen, it might just be powdered sugar. Yeah. A lot of times that floats in big bundles wrapped in cellophane. (laughs) After you've come, well, listen. When you've been out to sea for yeah. so long, your judgment is a bit skewed. Yeah. Suddenly you're in. You've got your wobbly. Uh, as I said, you probably got scurvy. Mm-hmm. You've been uh, you've been hypnotized by mermaids and other sorts of sea life. Perhaps uh, Ursula the sea witch came up, or your Poseidon threw a trident at you. There's been a lot of things that you've had to uh, overcome, having been out at sea for so long. Sirens. <laughs> sure. Oh, sure. They lure you in to the docks at Isla Morada, luring you toward. A bundle. Is it cocaine? Is it powdered sugar? Is it baby laxative? Is it talcum powder? Is it your imagination? Is it snow from a far-off land that one day you will traverse the seas and hopefully come to? Is it kraken excrement? Bundled up? Uh, Maybe. Think they do that? Think they wrap it up in cellophane in big bundles? Maybe. You're drunk. I haven't had a kraken recently. (laughs) Uh, He immediately turned it over to the Coast Guard and notified the Monroe County Sheriff's Department. The fisherman said he noticed something floating and used a gaff and net to pull it out of the water, which are tools from the sea. The outside package was ripped, and he cut a corner, did a couple bumps, and then... (laughs) 
Wait, wait. Huh? He spotted it out at sea and didn't throw a harpoon into it? No, he spotted it under the dock. You don't harpoon things under the dock. Those you dive in and wrestle oh. with your, uh, with your uh, you know, Lloyd Bridges sea hunt knife. Mm. Did Lloyd Bridges have a big knife in sea hunt? Roger, you're old enough to Yeah, he had it strapped hunt. to his leg. Sure, those yeah. are the scuba knives. Yeah. Not around his waist. No, no, no. Around the leg. Around yeah. the calf, so you can yeah, reach down right. and pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think this is all just a publicity stunt for the Aquaman movie? I don't know. I haven't seen the Aquaman movie. Fish boy. He's huge, that guy, Jason Samoa. Or what's his name? Jason Mom- M- Momoa. <laughs> Jason Momoa. Perhaps he's from Samoa. Oh, somebody ought to tell a truck over there and find out. I, that was a horrible rhyme. I'm going to close my <laughs> mouth right now before somebody comes in here and decapitates me. Florida man throws pizza at dad after finding he helped deliver him at birth. To wrap up Florida news. The Pascal County Sheriff's Office told the TV station that Robert Houston became so enraged when he learned that his father helped deliver him that he shoved pizza in his face. This sounds irrational to me. I think it would be lovely to say, oh, Dad, you helped deliver me? No, this guy wanted none of it. You saw me come out of Mom? That's gross. Investigators don't know why the news would set off the 33-year-old suspect. (laughs) You know what? I'm with the investigators. I have no idea either. They said he held his father down on a chair and yelled at him. The victim began to flail around, trying to get the defendant off him, at which point the defendant went outside and awaited law enforcement. When law enforcement arrived, the suspect walked up to a deputy, turned around with his hands behind him, and told him he knew he was going to jail. That's probably the easiest bust that deputy ever made. He said, man, if they could all be like this, I'd stay a deputy until the day I died. Investigators found a slice of pizza on the chair, cheese and sauce covering the area. For the man had been at sea and did no, and no longer knew how to eat pizza pie. The father told deputies he went to walk his dog, and Houston was on the front porch waiting for a pizza delivery. When the dad got back, that's when the chaos began. Two other relatives corroborated the dad's story. Why would that get you so mad? I would think, like, Molly knows I was in the delivery room when she was born. I was in ours, too. And she Both? knows she best not come at me with a pizza. <laughs> That'd be trouble brewing. You best not come at me with a pie. What would you do? Did your, your dad see you born, Cody? Yeah, I don't know, and uh, it doesn't come up in conversation much. Right, but I mean, it doesn't come up. It's not like we're talking about it all the time. You know, I saw you being born. Right. But ma- somehow it came up there. Yeah. Imagine if you were indulging in a nice, uh, you know, slice of Domino's, which is your pizza of choice. Is it? I don't know. It's not. It's not? All right. I'm not a s- disparaging... But no, that's not your first go-to. No, but we've had it. It's fine. It's fine. It's good. All right. So whatever your pizza of choice is, you're not going to be enjoying a, a big slice. And then, uh, oh, you know, I remember the day you were born, Cody. I was in the delivery. Room. You son of a! <laughs> Who would talk about a delivery room over food anyway? A I don't know. Of, it's there's a, fun... a lot of fluids involved, yeah, well, and it's yeah, gross. No, it's not gross. I mean, if you're it's not, beautiful. If you're, you don't have to get graphic with the details. I think saying, "I remember the day you were born. I was in the delivery room." There's nothing graphic or gross about that it's a statement of fact that it was it sounds very loving and then unless the guy said you came out you had a big pointed head and you're covered in goo like i'd been dipping you in raspberry jam for an hour and a half maybe he says that then is you know then the kid gets a little flustered you know they used a plunger and sucked you right out you look like a cone head who'd uh, like a non-cooled off gummy bear it was gross you were the grossest baby i'd ever seen and then the kid just goes nuts well kid he's 33 you know but Maybe he's fragile. Maybe, maybe he has maybe he has some memories back there that uh, you know came out. The whole thing, the whole thing was very traumatic. Being born can be traumatic. 
You know what's dramatic? Living. That's what's dramatic. All right, there's your uh, Florida news. Let's do this, then we'll start wrapping things up. It's WGN. All right, a few more minutes, and then it is Blackhawks pregame on 720 WGN. Very, very exciting. You had a request. What was the uh, what was the request you had? The, uh, that thing. The thing again. The thing you said. The gummy bears. What just part talk about it? gummy? Just talk. Just about talk about how, how when you're born you look like an uncool uh, an uncooled gummy bear. Yep. You're kind of purple and all drippy. Yep. Put you on a cookie sheet and you kind of just uh, spread out there. That's what you want. That was a that was the request. Wow, who would request that? That's ridiculous. Look, Florida news, man, it's a hit. Florida news is a hit. I like the one you did the raspberry. You're all oh, when I dipped ras- you in raspberry yeah. jam, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you're all like a conehead dipped in raspberry jam. <laughs> well, babies are not good looking when they come out. They, they clean up all right, but Mine the, were the, good looking. Uh, Roger. The first, the first few minute of a baby's life, they are covered in gunk, and they are not good looking. Once they towel them off, then they're beautiful. But those first few seconds, they resemble something that, uh, you know, is not pleasant. I, well, I... I know it's all part of the thing, and I'm not... Listen, you... Uh, uh, Molly was... Molly's a beautiful young woman. She mm-hmm. was a beautiful baby. Those first couple seconds were not, uh, you know... It was like, ugh... <laughs> Well, no, that's that's just how it is. There's no, there's no way around it. You can, you can deny. You can be a uh, biology denier if you want. You know, you can say my kids came out perfectly clean. It was unbelievable. They came out dressed in a suit. They were the most beautiful children ever. My daughter was born in a christening gown. Shoom came out. Oh, everything was white and crisp and pressed. It was beautiful. Well, we sure you a... can do that if you want, but we all know you're full of baloney. No. Yeah. Yes. No. Kids. <laughs> Look, right. our kids were born. Don't uh, make me show you the film strip. We had we had cesarean. Okay, so, so they're still they're still percolating in there. Uh, All right, was... Lick. I look on my video game podcast. Lick, my co-host already told a long story about a C-section. Roger, I have had enough C-section oh, oh, yeah, stories. Talk- yeah, I don't want my WGN resume because right, everybody knows everybody knows what a C-section is. My point is the whether the babies come out uh, through that procedure or a natural procedure, they're coming from the same place. Same place. Fine. There, unless fine, unless fine. you grew your children in a lab in a dish, fine. and somehow there was no f- fluids around them in the sack, then you know. All right, if you're eating soup tonight, uh, good for you. If you're enjoying some uh, menudo or uh, menudo, menudo what is this, or, a singing group. No, menudo is a, is a soup. Menudo is a soup made oh. uh, made with uh, you know, or that what's the haggis? If you're having some haggis now, oh, there you go. You're cutting right into it. <laughs> It's going to flood all over your plate. That would be tasty. But uh, maybe you want to try this, uh, the taco cleanse. Have you heard of this? It's a real thing. Last year it came out. It was being heralded as the diet of the century. Jennifer Aniston was one of the many celebrities who got behind it. Seven days, all you eat is tacos. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Tacos, tacos, tacos. You make a little breakfast taco. Then you make some tacos for lunch. You have some tacos for dinner. That's all. All you eat is tacos. I read this story. You know what I'm having for dinner? That's right. Meatloaf. Uh, no, I'm going to have... I, I texted Debbie. I said, hey, you want tacos for dinner? She was like, yeah. So we're going to have some tacos. Mm, but yeah. Nice. So you, st- you started off there. Uh, a nutritionist has said uh, this is this is okay. It's, um, you know, it's a, it's a book out there, and it's called The Taco Cleanse. 
So if you don't believe me, go look up the Taco Cleanse. It's a tortilla-based diet, and it's proven to change your life. Change your life, I say, by eating tacos nonstop for seven days. I think I would get bored. But they mixed, according to this author, she mixed them up all the time. She did some breakfast tacos, different kinds of things. She did some vegan tacos. She did uh, all sorts. I like tacos. I could probably eat them for seven days. But, uh, Cody, you'll go on that and tell me how it works out, right? Are you still doing the vegetarian thing at the house? Kind of, half. I eat meat. Basically, we don't buy it. But if I'm out, I'll eat it. Will you steal it? Yeah. <laughs> You're running around stealing they meat got, from they people? They a lot of food dumpsters. I'm right by a couple of restaurants. All right. That uh, just made me uh, kind of throw up in my mouth a little bit. Well, thank you so much for listening and being part of the program. It's great to be back on Sunday afternoons. We'll be here again next week starting at 3 o'clock. So hopefully you can join us. Uh, Have a wonderful week. Blackhawks hockey coming up in just a few seconds here on WGN. The Blackhawks are at Pittsburgh. Cody will not be here next week. He is going to Las Vegas. Travel safely, my friend. We will talk to you when you get back on WGN.